Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel 99. Okay, let's get down to it, boppers. Our buddies, it's the Ron and Fez Best Ofs, and uh, this is all part of a week that our own Chris Stanley has put together for us, uh, called Feels Like the First Time. We're recording this on last week, after the Thanksgiving show, when we're all exhausted. The Thanksgiving show you're going to hear later this week. Because we taped a Thanksgiving show for you as well. This week, the week we're recording this, which is playing next week for us. No, yeah, for us. You're not supposed to talk for us, though. You're supposed to talk to the listener, and that's this week. Yeah, that's this week. This is Thanksgiving week right now when this is playing. How's this for a lineup? David Tell. He's going to be performing at Caroline's Friday, December 26th through some, uh, Sunday, December 29th. And, of course, uh, the show that he's going to be doing in Los Angeles. That's at the Comedy Store December 10th. That's December 10th. With Jim Jeffries, Jeff Ross, Whitney Cummings. Uh, Big J. Okerson. Is also going to be part of it. He'll be at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio, on Friday, December 26th through Sunday, uh, December 28th. His new album, The Crowdwork Sessions, What's Your Fucking Deal? iTunes. And then Tom Rhodes. Tom Rhodes Radio. Allthingscomedy.com and iTunes. And he's going to be in Key West. On December 14th at the Tropical Cinema. For this show today, we're going to be doing Feels Like the First Time. I'm going to give you guys a name and see if you can remember the first time they came in. Dan Soder. I'm trying to remember the first time Dan Soder came in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did that macho man, 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 Only 20 minutes long that day with Dan. Well, not only was it only 20 minutes long, I'm not sure it was even all that good. Oh, it was great. We loved Dan when the first day he came in. It felt to me like the exciting push, push, come, rather than the long-distance lovemaking we've known to embrace <laughs> with Dan Soder. We're like the first time. It's over. Big Jay Okerson later on in the show. It'll be his first time. That was two years ago now. Over two, two years, years ago. Two years ago, this very day. Yeah. Not when we're playing it, but when we're recording it. <laughs> yeah, see, it's lost on the people listening now, but when we recorded it, the first time Jay came into our lives. 
Remember the first time he came into your mouth? I've never blown him. I didn't say that. Or he's never jerked off in my mouth. <laughs> uh, does this even make sense or should we restart it? Should we just restart this or it's just terrible? I think it's good. Really? Because I feel like it doesn't feel like Thanksgiving material. Then we should restart it. Is this all going to be into it? You're just the. You're never going to battle for your position, right? I don't even know what it is. Oh, you don't. You don't. You'd rather restart it. No, I thought it was. I mean, I thought it was funny. And why did you tell us to restart it, Fez? Why did you tell us to restart it? Because I can't make up my mind on things. You got to. You don't have to be right. You just have to be passionate. I like the part about uh, coming in Chris's mouth. Who's Christmas? Chris, sorry. Coming in Christmas's mouth is like coming in Jesus's mouth. That's terrible. And that's blasphemous. I'm a bad Catholic, and I'm saying that. You want to do a point counterpoint on it? No. Why not? I don't have a point. You know we're not even live, right? So what's the pressure? Is it really just when there's any focus on you it gets here like this? No, I I knew I was going to mess this up. How if did I you open mess it my up? mouth. If I open my mouth, I was scared to death. Of what? Of recording these. Why? Why are you scared to death? I don't know what to say. Say whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. Crisp over there was just fucking talking nonsense. Let's talk about another man masturbating into my mouth, Fez. That's ridiculous. So what's the difference? And we know that these are just recordings. Why are you playing under pressure? Because he feels pressure yes. for doing a recorded bit that actually means nothing. <laughs> Is this all staying in? Is recording a bit more pressure than doing it live? It's all the same. It isn't all the same. It's two different things. It just felt like it today. Tell us which way you want to do. You ready to throw it to Dan Soda right now? Yeah, let's uh, meet Dan Soda for the first time. Even when the crying and all this, you want to leave this in best of? <laughs> Maybe we could tighten it up. No, there will be no tightening of this. He just, you missed it. He just pulled his earphones like you, <laughs> like you hurt his ear. I know. Now throw it to Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Soder on the best of the Ron and Fez show. This is the best of Ron and Fez. And he's at Dan Soder on Twitter. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to meet you guys. Well, it's good to meet you. Yeah. 
Uh, as you were walking in here, you accused me of killing comedians. I did. Um, is it because Harold Ramis passed away today? Yeah, I think this is all. A, I think this is all a ruse. It goes all the way up to the top to Ron and Fez. <laughs> I think you've been killing comedians. Well, um, <laughs> by the way, best Harold Ramis line of all time: "White guys follow the black guys." It doesn't really get brought up enough, but that stripe line was his time to shine. The first half of Stripes is yeah. the funniest movie. Of all time. Well, does it? You know what's weird about Stripes is that it also reminds you of Full Metal Jacket, where when they get out of boot camp, it went, what the fuck happened? Yeah, everyone, you would have thought that after those two movies, people realized, just keep it in boot camp. That's where all the gold is. Right. Don't take it to the war part. No, everyone gets bummed out once you go to the war part. It sucked. Um, but yeah, I think your your uh, your unmasked series. Mm-hmm. I think you're just trying to solidify it by killing comedians. Do you know I was supposed to have Harold Ramis, and uh, I guess we won't get him now. Yeah, that happens every single time. Yeah, you try to book yeah. someone and they die. Yeah, well, I was telling you that people tend to like the unmasked when people die. Afterwards, then they listen a little harder. You know, it's because everyone likes stuff with dead people in it because there's a finality. That, yeah, that you know. That's why the Dark Knight. Everyone loved. You know, well, they loved it because it was a great performance. But also, it's like when, with dead people, you're a little more apt to be like, "This is a classic" because they're no longer with they're us. They're no longer here. Yeah. Have you ever done the thing that when oh, someone dies, you look at their last tweets or their <laughs> that's the new Facebook, thing? That's yeah, to, to see if there was uh, some wisdom there. How disgusting is that? Yeah. Where we're moving as a species? That you're like, what did they tweet last? Was it good? Right. Did they somehow know this was going and to they, happen? And they really <laughs> don't, though. They really just leave the most mundane tweets ever. Yeah, because I think that's like, um, you know, I think people always look for this, like, uh, elegant final last words. And most of the time, yeah. our, our last words are very mediocre and in the moment. Right. So, um, my last words will definitely be mediocre. It'll be something like, I forgot to pay my cell phone bill. You're not really looking to go out big? Now why? I think that's an arrogant way. I think that's... I, I think I want to say this is my last words. Live like you're on a plane. I just want to say that on a daily thing. Like, the enjoy every sandwich line yeah. is like, I try to remember that when I eat a sandwich. Yeah. I want the Warren Zevon, like, you know what? <laughs> Warren is right. I'm not going to eat sandwiches when I'm dead. Yeah. Enjoy this. Enjoy a sandwich now when yeah. you're on the astral plane of Earth enjoying uh, mayonnaise and mustard. I'm sure they don't have condiments. That's why I don't want to fuck around with my sandwiches either. I don't want to half put together sandwich. I want it to, I want it to kick ass. You need to let every deli owner know that. Mm. You're like, listen, sandwiches are kind of a big thing for me, so don't don't fuck right. this up. I want to enjoy everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were going over Howard Ramis's the beginning of his career, though. And I don't know. Go to his IMDb page. And let's just go off the initial m- movies that he either wrote, directed, or starred in. And I think we're starting with Animal House, right? Yeah, that's uh, written by 78. All right. What's his next thing he wrote? As a writer, he wrote Delta House. Well, that's a TV oh, yeah. show. Delta. Movies. Stripe, uh, Caddyshack, Meatballs, and then Caddyshack, Stripes, all in a three years span. Jesus. And he, and he directed Vacation in the middle of that as well. Which Vacation did he direct? First one. Oh, man. So the yeah. best one. Yeah. 
So his career, now by the way, he's working with SCTV. Uh, I think he wrote for the Lampoon. I mean, he was literally comedy royalty. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did every step. I think necessary for you to become a legend. Where it's just well, I mean, not only that, but his first, the first things he did, the first five years are all classics. Yeah. So it's like, can you not? No one can even compete with that. Yeah. Now you're just on that cruising thing. That no matter what happens, you have the first five years of your career to be like, I was amazing. Mm. I mean, everything he did in the first five years. Unbelievable. Right up to, and uh, you're not even going through this, right up until uh, probably back to school. I mean, I just learned that. Yeah. I just learned that he wrote Back to School, one of my favorite movies of all time. That was like a movie my dad and I watched religiously. That's one of the funniest. Well, what was the, what was the dive in back the to triple school. indie, the triple indie. Yeah, the, my favorites when they're like uh, Dean Martin will see you and Ronnie goes <laughs> Dean Martin. I just love that. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? It's college. I just love that whole rich dad who's an asshole. Probably because my dad was an alcoholic loser. Right. It's like, and we watched that movie. I was like, why can't you be more like Rodney, just rich? Uh, the whole "fuck you, Vonnegut" yeah. line is unbelievable. Sam Kinison's appearance in that movie. Sam Kinison is in it. Oingo Boingo is Every, in it. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. playing really a strange, let's, let's just say, yeah. homoerotic kind of role. <laughs> it was that first of the '80s that, like, uh, when they were like a little nervous about homosexuality, so they yeah. didn't want to let it out. But you were clearly like, "So his friends gay?" <laughs> like now, this right. wouldn't have been a problem. Now yeah. they would have beefed it up more to sell the movie. But back I, then, they're like, "I oh. guess that was considered brave." Yeah, it then. was like, having any inclination that he liked dick. To go like, with a goth. Yeah, yeah, theme yeah. instead. Yeah, they had to, that's exactly what it was. In the 80s, you weren't gay, you were goth. <laughs> that's what it was. You were just sad about life because you didn't have enough dicks in See, it. See, he's listening to The Cure, you guys. Uh, yeah, that movie, I didn't even know he did Back to School. He did, yeah, he would just sit and write these things. He did Rover Dangerfield, uh, the cartoon movie, the vehicle for Rodney. And he wrote and directed maybe the smartest comedy of all time, Groundhog Day. Yeah. So that film alone, if he'd only done that one thing. I would give him credit even if he was, if I just found out that he wrote the name Ned Ryerson. Right. It's my favorite movie name. It's a great name, and it's Needle a great... Needle knows uh, Ned Ryerson? It's such a great character. Yeah. All right, according to the Chicago Tribune, too, uh, he and Murray had had a falling out about something, and this, whatever his illness was, was long enough that he and Murray could reestablish. I read the same article, and that was that was comforting yeah. to know that it's like, uh, that they, you know, him and his brother, Bill Murray and his brother. Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Murray both went and visited Harold Ramis. So you're like, all right, that's okay. If you would have found out they didn't make up, I think that's more traumatizing. Uh, because, that, I mean, Groundhog Day, everything that Murray and Harold Ramis did was amazing. There's nothing else. These are really, really strong stuff. Um, and I want to bring this up about Back to School also. Paulie from Rocky was in that movie. Yeah, he was. He was and the he uh, was security. The greatest, yeah. And, if I'm correct... The villain was Johnny from Karate Kid. Yeah, one of the best villains. Billy Zabka. Yep. One of the best villains of all time. I mean, that, that haircut alone. 
mm-hmm. his villainous. Bieber adopted it years later to know that he was going to be the supreme villain. And I kind of felt for the guy because he was a legitimate diver who everybody came in and fucked up his scene. He was the number one stud diver yeah. until all of a sudden... This alcoholic businessman yeah. comes in and nails a triple Lindy. And defeats yeah. his. That had to be crushing. Yeah, to be a, to be an athlete of that caliber and just have a fat booze bag come in and be like, hey, I'm going to take your title. You didn't uh, have a childhood. Animal House, Meatballs, Caddyshack, Stripes, Ghostbusters, Back to School, and throw in Directing Vacation. Man, I don't even know which the best one of any of those. I mean, I think you have to do a top three. If you're gonna do that, I think I don't think Harold Ramis's career can just have one. You have to. I mean, obviously, Animal House, probably because it was the close. It was his first. You know, he wrote Animal House. You have to give that. I think that goes number one, right? Well, Animal House to me changed it all for everything. You know, what everything I mean? from that point on. And it may even been we're all doing something stupid at the end to try to win back our pride. That you know, what I mean, yeah, that whole thing where there became a contest that you had to win something. Yeah, I think that I think Animal House set the mark for that. I don't think after Animal House anything could try. To, you couldn't do anything without being like, oh, well, you got that from Animal House. Right. Any sort of coming of age movie. You were like, oh, well, Animal House did that, so right. there's no way you can do that. And second, got to go Groundhog Day, because Groundhog Day was just perfectly executed. Groundhog's Day would fucking work even if it wasn't a comedy. Yeah. You could do that. You would take every joke out of it, and you would say to yourself, this fucking movie is amazing, because you work all this time just to be of service. Like, the only way that you are a good person is if you're making sure that other people are having a good day. Its message is great. It's The directing is awesome. Yeah. Because you don't feel... That's a premise that can run out of gas quick. Same day, every day. But you add in Bill Murray. You add in the supporting cast, which is just unbelievable. Even Chris Elliott as the cameraman. He's awesome in it. Yeah, he's fantastic. I mean, all the things. I got I to go, even though he directed Vacation, I got to go number two is Groundhog Day. And then number three, I mean, Ghostbusters, just for me personally. That movie changed my life. And it also bummed me out when I found out that Harold Ramis originally wrote the, the role for Eddie Murphy as the Black Ghostbuster. Is that right? That's what I've heard. I don't know if it's a rumor. I've heard it. Because I heard that the Bill Murray part would have went to Belushi if Belushi hadn't died. I heard that, too. So, uh, for Murphy not to do the Black Ghostbuster is probably a huge mistake. You yeah. Know what I mean? Because that kept Murphy from ever being one of the guys. He's never been one of the guys. Yeah. He's always been his own individual superstar. Right. But you throw him on a cast like that. I don't know if that's a rumor. I just heard that that role was supposed to be written for Eddie Murphy. Yeah, after uh, Belushi passed away, that the other guys were saying, like, yeah, we're not really interested anymore. What other guys? Uh, Candy and Murphy. John Candy was supposed to be in that, too. Who was Candy supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be Dan Aykroyd's role. Isn't he? Or is he supposed to be... I think Aykroyd was in it from the beginning. Um, Aykroyd's in it from the beginning, so maybe he was supposed to be Egon. Yeah, Yeah, because Landis probably didn't want to play Egon. Yeah. So Ramis stepped in and took the Candy part. I mean, yeah. It's amazing it worked with all of those things changing. 
you got to think you have basically the greatest movie of all time, written by Harold Ramis, starring uh, Belushi, Candy, Eddie Murphy. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> and then you just, and then they're like, "Well, we got to retool this. We'll still make it a phenomenal movie while adding Bill Murray and all the other." I mean, you know, Ackroyd's phenomenal in it. Oh yeah, uh, Annie Potts is great. Rick Moranis. They want Candy to be Rick Moranis's role. Okay. Want to be an actual Ghostbuster. Okay. I could see that. Holy shit! You just think about that that movie itself. It's upsetting. It's like finding out Chris Farley should have played cable, was written to play the cable guy. Um, here's uh, Bob in Virginia. Ronnie. Yes, sir. I've been. Uh, I'm thinking you've been so careful to make sure that uh, Fez words your eulogy, so there's no thought of of, of any kind of impropriety. Right. But what about the way he dresses? If he comes in with one of his one of his flower shirts, Fez will not be doing my eulogy after today. We know that. I'll fucking hire. I'll just. I'll send my chick out outside the fucking Kmart just to hire a Mexican fucking day worker to come and do it. The man he died. The man he died so bad. The man. The man died, but he a good man. He up in heaven. Um. No, Fez, you're off the eulogy thing. I might even tape something for myself. Is that a relief to you? Well, I want it done right. I, you know, I don't. It would be the worst day of my life. So, I'm going to be a basket case anyway. I love giving the, either eulogy or best man speech, though. I mean, you get full fucking attention. I mean, you, you got carte blanche. To, yeah, and you don't even have to do that much to make people really like. All you got to do slightly have your voice crack, and every chick there wants you. And a decent joke. You don't yeah. even need a good joke. Right, just enough to... You need something that plays to the whole room. Right. Get him on your side. And they go, this guy, that's always the good thing of the toast. They go, this guy's funny. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Did he go to college with Sean? Yeah. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> I think that's always a good start. And then the person who gets to qualify in an AA meeting. Any of those things, <laughs> if you can't pull them yeah. off, you're not even trying. Yeah, you shouldn't be in order if you can't yeah. get one of those three. Oh, uh, they're already sending us scripts to... Um, to cut for Howard Ramis passing away. Oh man! I'll tell you what. This is this shows you how good of a comedian he was. Yeah, it's how deep it goes. Like sometimes celebrities die, and, and not a lot of people make. Like Shirley Temple died. I didn't even know until I read uh, Time magazine. I was like, yeah, Shirley Temple died, but Harold Ramis dies. It's like I was immediately notified. Yeah, which makes sense, you know, because he was more important, I think. Well, but also to me, at least, like my father always said to me, "You want to live long enough that people go, who the hell was that?" You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want them. I remember kids in my high school dying and literally being jealous about how great their fucking feelings were. <laughs> like, look at the turnout, look at the chicks fucking, and I look like shit standing here. This guy's so cool. <laughs> He's been dead a week, and everyone's still talking about him. They get moved to the front page of the yearbook. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah exactly. that's true. They get he, a bigger he, photo than he, everyone he else. A giant dedication. I, and I want to be old enough that when I die, it's a relief to the people around me. Yeah. That's what I want. Like, I want the relief of like, fucking, he's gone good. Like, uh, well, at least he's not in pain anymore. I not even that, that, but like, almost like, 
I want to be socially to the point where they're like, okay, good. we don't have to stop worrying about them. Maybe Everything's good. We can stop talking in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Dan. Are you feeling? Like I just yeah. want to. I want a Jamaican nurse to be my closest right. person to me. I'm already hating. Like with my dad, my mom and sister start to talk in front of him like he's not there. Like <sighs> he's eating so good. I'm like, would you stop it? Yeah. This is my father. I'm still afraid of him. Stop acting like it's great. To he ate something. No, I think he's aware we're here. He's aware we're here right now. But he he's knows doing, us. Dad, how are... And then they just go up an octave to Ooh, talk to you. Yeah. They always bring up that thing. Remember Summers on the Cape? Yeah. Huh? Do you remember Cheryl's son, Derek? This is him. Oh, he doesn't really talk anymore. He's kind of... You worked at AT&T, didn't you? <laughs> you were there for 40 years. Do you remember the war? Do you remember that thing you never talked about for 30 years? You saw something there. You used to wake up at night screaming. You had a friend that you would scream out for every night. What was that about? Your massacre? Can we finally uncover these things? That's what you wanted to do. We were talking about the weed thing, and my... In-laws, they're in their 70s and have lived, you know, a pretty straight life. And they live in a retirement village with a golf course. And they say those old people ride around the golf carts smoking fucking weed all day long. That's the new thing. They do not. They fucking love it. And you know what I think? I think it's like the 60s generation yeah. is retired, and they're still like, what do you mean ecstasy? Let me have one of those. Yeah. Let's- well, they're still there. It's that 60s mindset of like, hey, man, I'm cool down. I'm down to try something. <laughs> like, all right. Like, I got my mom to smoke a volcano. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. They fill up the bag with, like, smoke, and she was like... She she smoked weed in the 60s, right. you know, in the 70s, and then smoked cigarettes clear up to like 89. So she smoked for like 28 years, but she can't inhale stuff because it hurts too much because her lungs are back to being normal. <laughs> and so I had her hit this volcano vaporizer, and she's like, oh, this is just incredible. <laughs> she's just getting fucking ripped. She's like, oh. And she calls it dope still, which is really funny because I'm like, mom, I think they kind of use that for heroin these days. But my mom's like, can we do some dope? Like, she'll like say like that, get high, like, oh, this is fun. We it's, should do some dope after yeah. dinner. Are you going to go downstairs and do some dope? I'm like, I'm not going to tie up and push off downstairs. I'm not banging out and needles in my arm. Yeah, Mom, I'm going to go get a nice nod on before your turkey tetrazzini. But you probably would be able to, you know, probably talk her into doing bumps with you. Uh, Easily. Yeah. My mom, sometimes it's funny because my mom will forget uh, and she'll just tell me, like, like parents have this... um, Sometimes they for, they're too honest with you about stories. Like, my mom was telling me, I think I was like twelve or thirteen. She's like, "Oh my god!" I asked her, "I was like, because my dad died when I was a kid, so I think this I must have been around 15. I was like asking about my dad, and she goes, "Oh well, I remember because my parents met in San Francisco, and that's where they were most of their marriage." And they're like, "I remember one time we got some coke and the hate, and your father just wanted to go dancing." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "I think I was like 15 or 16." I was like, "What did you just say?" She goes, oh, "I mean, your father wanted to go dance." Like she was trying to re-edit it. I was like, "No, no, no." No, 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 no. You, you just admitted you got some blow. and then So your your parents were actually in Haight-Ashbury during the 60s? Yeah, well, late 60s, early 70s, wow. like mostly in the 70s. So they were there right after the, like, it had plateaued. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, my parents were like, you know, San Francisco, my dad's from the Bay, my mom moved there, that's where they met. So they were big into, like, the funniest thing is I had a, a, pen, a pen jar growing up when I was a kid. 
And I used to, I remember I was on the phone, you know, the old, before wireless, on the phone with my grandma, and I'm like stirring a pen around, and there's this big ceramic bowl. And as I turn it around, there's just a label on it that says dope. And I asked my mom about it when I was a teenager, and she was like, yeah, that was our dope jar. And we had kids, so I just put our pens in it for the kitchen. And I'm like, yeah, all right, well. And this was, you know what's funny is, that's how my mom, when I was like 16, my mom was watching the weather. Which is like, for single moms, that's the thing. They want to know right. the weather. This is before the internet, so she's just like, I got to know what's fucking coming. <laughs> and uh, she just stopped after the weather, and she looked at me, and she's like, do you smoke weed? <laughs> and I was like, what? No. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> what? And she's like, do you smoke weed? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, okay, cool, me too. And then I went back to the weather, and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, you know, I smoke dope occasionally. And that's when she started calling it dope again. And she's like, I'd rather you do it here in the garage then go get arrested for it. She's like, the one rule is you can, you and your friends can smoke weed here, just not in the house, and no one drives. And it was like the greatest. I think it saved my life. Yeah. Because my mom, like, it wasn't like a white trash thing where my mom was like getting high with my friends. Like, right. It's like sucking off a buddy of mine upstairs. <laughs> like my mom was like, hey, no, she was like, you guys go do your thing in the garage. No one drives. You guys can get high and yeah. fucking hang out. And it was the greatest. That's the way that I, I grew up in my neighborhood is that the parents just said, go in the cellar, yeah. you have a keg down there, we know where you are. Now, they didn't know what else we were doing, but they were like, they're downstairs, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'd still need to push it. They're like, I gotta drive like a, a little bit. I mean, I gotta get someplace <laughs> to try to get to something. See, I, 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 I was just so cool with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no one's driving. I mean, yeah. I let my first drive, but I was like, no, 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 no one's. One time, she was asleep upstairs, and we had like an attic fan, so you know, blended out a lot of the noise. I had like forty-five people in my garage with a pony keg, <laughs> and my mom's like, "How many people are downstairs?" I was like, "Like five, six. She goes, "That might be a little too many." And I was like, "Okay, good." And then I opened the garage door; it's just fucking weed smoke and just <laughs> yeah. little music. I'm like, ah, "All right, we're doing this." Girls are fucking pissing in your backyard <laughs> in, a, in a fucking empty plastic trash can in the side of my house. Um. Hey, uh, Arch, how you doing, buddy? You're on the air. There's a story um, uh, when uh, Dangerfield did Caddyshack. I guess it was his first movie. And he's doing the lines, and he goes to the director and says, you got to get me out of this movie because nobody's laughing and all the lines are dropping. And the director says, I can't let you out of the movie. You're, you're killing. But no one can laugh because we're filming a movie. Yeah, right that's like... On the screen. That's one of my favorite Roddy stories of all time. He lost his shit after like the first five takes. He's like, I'm bombing out there. <laughs> Nothing's working. And they're like, Roddy, you can't laugh. We're, we can't laugh because it'll be picked up by sound. He's like, oh, all right, I'm doing okay. Right. It's like that. Like, <laughs> He just really thought he was dying. <laughs> That's, that was his constant mind frame. I'm dying. No one's laughing out there. I'm going to go back to selling metal siding. Then, I don't know if there is a more beloved character than what he did. In that fucking movie. It, it, it's everyone, I think it influenced everyone to be rich and still be cool. Right. It, it proved that you can be a, a wealthy and a normal guy. Yeah. Have a sense of normalcy, like a normal, like, that's, even back to school, is almost the same character. Rich. Right. Awesome. You want to hang out. Because, you know, rich people in the 80s were portrayed as dickheads. Yeah. You know, they always owned the mountain. Something always happened where they were like, they didn't approve of you. Right. And Rodney was the first guy like, hey, I got lucky. I don't know. Everyone gets lucky. Like, that's why he was, he was just the fucking best. 
<laughs> and it wasn't even a lot that he had. All right, his golf bag is a little bigger. Yeah. There's a radio in it. Cool clothes. You know what I mean? Like he didn't go overboard with good shit. He was just throwing cash around. <laughs> and he always had hot young yeah. girls to fuck, which was you're like, this is it's awesome. What, yeah, what you'd much rather have than a mansion. Yeah, or like the stuffy, like, no, yeah. oh, no, we don't do that here at the country club. And Rodney's like, yeah, let's do a little blow, blow and fucking, you know, fucking blame me. Yeah, I loved, Rodney was like a guy, that was a guy that, like, my dad and I, when I was a kid, he was like, this guy's the best. Right. And I was like, yeah, he is the best. And uh, so, you know, Harold Ramis, bringing it back to Harold Ramis. I, uh, I remember seeing when I was a little kid, uh, Rodney... On the fucking Tonight Show. Wow. And he would come out and sit and basically do his act into fucking Johnny's face. Yeah. And Johnny would just die. Johnny would fucking fall out. And then I'd be a kid and acting like this. Like, if I found out he was doing that show, I'd fucking be locked into it. Yeah. But one night, he's doing the show. James Mason was the first guest. And that's the English actor, you know, James Mason, you know, really yeah. the type of guy. So he's sitting on to the right of Rodney, and Rodney is just killing fucking Johnny. Rodney gets off this line that the whole place died for like 10 seconds. So he's got that timing thing, so he's just yeah. sitting there, and he looks over at uh, James Mason and just goes, so how you doing? And it was, for no fucking reason, you saw fucking Carson leap out of his chair. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the most ridiculous thing in the world. One of my favorite things, and I think the clip is on the documentary American Masters, Johnny Carson. It's Rodney on the couch, and he is... He's he's beating on Johnny Carson with jokes. That's right. what it looks like. He's just fucking hitting him with so many jokes that Johnny can't get a breath in. And then Rodney stops and takes the thing out. He goes, I got a lot of jokes. And keeps going. And then fucking bam, bam, bam. And you're like, this guy just wrote so much. Yeah. He could just lean on you like a fighter. Like right. he could just lean on someone and just fucking boom, boom, boom. It was, ah, oh man. It was just every small thing. And he was like, you know, comedians, we have bits that we can go to like ah that'll be my yeah. doctor bed or whatever he had just jokes that he could streamline by saying you know I wouldn't sell my doctor you know my doctor the doctor of any boom butts and then everyone would be like well here's fucking 20 minutes of doctor jokes that are going to be unbelievable and his family I mean Rodney was like uh, I'm, buzzed, I'm even more bummed out finding out Harold Ramis wrote back to school yeah man um Ramis and, and wrote on some of his specials with him as well yeah he's just Jesus when, when Rodney died, though, it was kind of like, that was one of those deaths where you're like, okay, yeah, he was old. Well, they had, we had known it was coming for a while. Yeah. He was also a dude that sm still got high, you know, was yeah. very open about it. Ba you know, Dangerfield and Pryor were the two that you were like, and, and Carlin, would you put Carlin at that? When they finally died, you're like, okay, because well, Pryor knew, was the toughest. Yeah, we knew that... that if you remember Carlin's last special, oh, yeah. he looked really thin and it's bad really for you, right? Older, yeah, for the first time, that he really looked like, uh oh, yeah, it's coming. Worry, yeah, because I remember his his second to last special. Everyone was like, Ugh, I don't know if George can do it anymore. Yeah. and his last one, you're like, okay, he's back, but you're almost like, it's yeah. he's getting old. That's like it's not as bad as Pryor's. Uh, was that over here now? Mm. What was the one in, where he did in New Orleans where you're like, ooh. We were almost like, dude, I don't know if you could do this anymore. Yeah. That was the tough one. 
Pryor's last special, I watched it like maybe a year ago, and I was like, fuck, you can't. Here and now, that's what it is. Um, yeah, comedians as they get old, I, th- I think like, like Bill Murray's doing it right. Yeah. Kind of being in some serious movies. Well, Bill is doing it right because he's comfortable with himself instead of, hey, look at me, everybody, let me get, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, there is a certain point where you have to say, as an older guy, I'm here to support what's going on around yeah, me. Yeah. Not compete against it, not spray paint my hair black yeah. and go running out and act like guys should be. You know what I mean? You've got to know yeah. this thing is happening. You know, because it's all about self awareness. It's going to be funny. You need to be more, if you're a comedian, you need to be more like a uh, aging professional basketball player as opposed to an right. a- aging professional wrestler. Right. Where aging professional wrestlers are like, I'm still tough. And you're like, yeah. dude, I can see your old man tits. <laughs> Yeah. Stop. We're supposed to old basketball. You're like, my knees are shot. I can get a couple passes off and I hit can feed you. Yeah. yeah. Hit me and on I... the outside. They're not going to watch me, but I'll drain two threes at the end of the game. Exactly. You want to go Ray Allen, not Ric Flair. Right. That's what you want to do. Uh, the wrestler ends up dropping weight without trying, without yeah, dieting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really scary chest looking. Chest in. Chest in is yeah. not, nothing that you're looking for. But they just said Hogan's going to be at WrestleMania. Um, he's hosting Raw. I mean, he's going to be on Raw tonight. I'm going to watch it. And you, the thing is, he's. Not going to act like he's older. He's going to act like it's 1988. God damn it, that's going to suck. That's why Macho Man Man became my favorite wrestler later in life because he went out kind of away from the light. Everyone said that he was very withdrawn from the world of wrestling. He had his money. He saved his money. He lived in Sarasota. He lived in Florida with his new wife. He was like, fuck it. I'm going to let my beard get white. You know, he popped up in Spider Man. He had that awful rap album. But that was about it. You can't really, you know, that guy kind of was like one of the only wrestlers who went out of the public light and didn't. Even the Warrior, Ultimate Warrior, yeah. came back now. So it's like Hulk Hogan. Well, with Randy, it wasn't really by choice. Something. He was a psycho. Yeah, something was keeping him back. You know, Randy and I were really good friends. What? Yeah, when I lived down in Florida for. You were, I met yeah. him once. And it was the greatest day of my life when he did that a rap album. He was yeah. going from radio station yeah. to radio station. I was working at KFMA in Tucson, and I went in to get a buy paycheck. And my program director knew I was a rabid, like, golden age of, you know, like, 80s, early 90s, my golden age yeah. of professional wrestling. And he was like, I don't want you to lose your shit, but someone's in the sound studio right now. you got to go meet him. And I was like, I don't know who this could be. It was always, like, second-tier porn stars. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, maybe Peter North? I don't know. It would be weird. And then I opened the heavy door, and I just hear, like, yeah, 92.1 and 101 point. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. And I come in, and he's just barrel chat, you know, just, like, so fucking big. And yeah. he was like, you're listening to 92.1. And then like, he turned around, and he took his sunglasses off in that very macho man way. And they're like, uh, this is uh, this is Dan Soder. He works here at the station. He's like, yeah, hey, very nice to meet you. Like down, and I was like, it's very nice to meet you, Macho King. I didn't know what to call him. I was like, the King and Man. I don't know what to call you. And it was just like I was blown away. Yeah, he was he was a really fucking. You were friends with him. Yeah, he That's was. Nuts. Yeah, we used to live close, and he used to come to my club all the time. And he was a. Uh, a really good fucking ball player. He was a baseball player yeah, first. He, he was a minor, like double A. He yeah. was a catcher. Yeah, but never. Learned you know, th- the fucking kayfabe always was in his life. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? He, yeah, I mean, I think you're, when you're raised by a wrestler, right. and kind of the way he learned, why he was so good at wrestling, it was also his curse. Because yeah. when you're raised by, you know, Angelo Poffo was like a huge deal. Yeah. And then Randy being a kid, him and Lenny learning that. Right. 
That's where he learned his delivery was from a mix of two different wrestlers. Yeah. The, the go low, then high, and the way. But the shit that he did, I always say cocaine and steroids made the greatest poetry of the 20th century <laughs> in the 80s. The shit that used to come out of those guys' mouth. Yeah, it was amazing. That's man. why I love YouTube and the WWE Network launches, so I'm so excited today. So I'm going to watch, I'm going to download it and watch like all the old pay-per-views, I think. So you, that's, you're locked into late early's, late I, 80s, early 90s. After the Attitude Era, I took a sabbatical and mm. I, I come back occasionally. I'll watch, like I'll watch Raw tonight. I watch the Legends night. I mm. usually watch two pay-per-views a year. It tends to be Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Rumble I missed this year because I, I had to do something else, but I, I always watch WrestleMania. But it's because it's still but fun. They're the two best. Yeah, of the it's, year. It's the, really the only two pay per views. Well, did you see that the five hundred was calling their thing Bash at the Beach? See, that's ridiculous. The, the, no. The, yeah, the the night before the Daytona five hundred, they had a party in Daytona that they called Bash at the Beach, which is the. It was just Saturday night. I was watching yeah, it. That's bullshit. Bash yeah. at the Beach was a WCW. It'd be like calling yeah. it War that Games. That started in Daytona, so yeah. they obviously lifted it. Yeah, they still like that. Was my favorite time was when the WCW and the WWF were competing. Oh, that was when they were at their best. Yeah. Full-fledged. Yeah, yeah, you could go over and watch Sting, Flair, and Luger, or you could watch Hogan, Savage. And, you know, there, it was just like those two times. And I think it's it's funny. When you talk to a lot of stand-up comedians, there's a good amount who are professional wrestling fans. And I think that's a direct influence on a lot of stand-up comedians now. Cutting the promos? The promos? Easily. Yeah. Easily. When you're a kid watching... People cut ridiculous, yeah. coked-out <laughs> promos when you're a nine-year-old, and you think that's how people talk. Right. Like, I was into it. Like, Hogan, I watched some of his promos from, like, 88, 89, you're like, Jesus, this makes no sense. Yeah. Macho Man, even more to an extent. And they wouldn't even, they wouldn't work on them. They would just improv. They would go out there. I mean... The greatest clip, if you focus on it uh, uh, on YouTube, it is. It's I think it, they call it Macho Man on Cocaine, but it's great because you can just tell Mean Gene Okerlund <laughs> has this idea of where he wants the promo to go, and Macho Man's like, nah, I got this, because he's like a superstar in the WWF that's done a 180, and off camera just hear yeah 180, and then he just he just walks by going yeah another 180, and then he just keeps going and the beat goes on and the beat goes on, and like that makes no sense, Randy. <laughs> Gene's trying to direct until he can't direct anymore. He heard it while he was driving in. He and Sonny and Cher. It was locked in his head. Yeah, he's walking. Elizabeth's like, don't remember. we got to do this promo and go. He's like, yeah, I got it. Hold on real quick. He used to call me in and he would want to come down, like him and Elizabeth, come to my club. I mean, that's fucking nuts to me that you met. You knew Randy and Elizabeth, not Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. No, and she was, I mean, she was so fucking hot and crazy. Incredibly First boner sweet. ever got to a woman. Is that right? It was her poster. There was one where she was like an old 80s poster where she's got her elbow length gloves and you could tell she's topless. Right. And I think I was like maybe eight or nine and I was like. Baby boner. I was like, dude, my dick wants to <laughs> go in there. I don't know what it wants to do. But yeah. that poster makes my dick want to do something. But he would never, you know, uh, he used to say, oh, yeah, I want to come over to the club, uh, yeah. but I want to come in through the kitchen. I don't want a lot of hassles there. Yeah. And then he would come in, but he would be dressed as fucking <laughs> macho man. Ah, I right? love it. I so love coming it. to his fucking stand-up thing, and then he had this thing with Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. If she got up to go to the bathroom, and it was next to the stage, you had to walk past the stage, he would get up 
follow her and then stand in front of the door so no one was coming through. So as the comic is on stage, there's this Randy fucking yeah. standing. You're just looking at the inter- greatest yeah. intercontinental champion ever. <laughs> just guarding the door. And it was yeah, gotta watch the shit. door while Elizabeth takes the squirt. Yeah, might be a number two. Gonna be standing here for a while. And it would just be fucking glaring at the audience, glaring at the comic. That guy didn't give a fuck. No, he didn't. That's That's like... At what point is your commitment to your job too much? Right. Like, if it's like, uh, like I'm not going to walk around, like, <laughs> quoting my jokes to people like a psycho. But it's just funny that he, that's the fucking life he lived. Yeah, he did. And, like, even if I'd say, look, I'm going to bring the kids to the matches, there's a good one because they loved him and stuff. Yeah. And I didn't want him, you know, fucking to have nightmares about it. And he would be like... Every match you want to win, you want to come out. You know, yeah. I'm like, Dude, just come on. Talk to me. Come you on. Know? Let me know if I should go to this one. Yeah, I'm just saying the honky-tonk man always got the answer to my true man. Is, should I wait to yeah. another time when you're the good guy? Randy, are you going to win or not? Well, I don't know. You know. No, he never once. No, never. never. Never would break kayfabe. And some Even though I got. Some of those guys would, but he... You know, I think that makes you know what that makes me like him even more. Yeah, because that that was the undoing of Hulk Hogan was Hogan's knows Hogan knows best mm. the complete oh, break yeah. in kayfabe. You Hulkamania died that day when you got to see behind the curtain. I just had this uh, conversation with Jim Norton where I said Ozzy never should have done no. that show because it you you take away from all the work that you did, all the mystique, all of like. Um, all of the fear that Ozzy built on his name and that reputation of being like, is he satanic? Does he? He bites bats? Yeah. And then you see him bumbling and you're like, fuck, man, I can't. You know what I mean? I can't watch. This isn't. I, I did a thing with Randy one time. We did it in front of these kids. And I don't know. I forget what it was. It was something for TV where we came out in front of these little kids. And then when he left, I was going to say something bad about him. And then he would run back in and, you know, give me a smack. Uh, he, we thought it would be really funny. He comes flying back in. He whacks me open hand smack, but I immediately felt my whole arm just numb up. <laughs> and then I looked at these little children who looked panicked. Yeah. It just, they weren't thinking it was funny. They just saw Sorry. an assault. So I'm like, oh, all right, kids. That's Randy Macho Man. So just, you know, uh, you know, you just thinking to yourself, ah, this arm is going to work again. So they just, no, those guys, Hurt the fuck out of each other. I mean, they. Uh, what's the what's the John Stossel uh, Doctor Dave? Yeah, where he yeah. slaps him. He's like that fake, that fake, <laughs> and you're like Jesus. Like you see some of these shots these guys take, and you're like these guys aren't. This is that they're not walking away feeling okay. After oh, this. Flair's chest. I mean, every everything he's ever taken in his chest is the hard way. He just lets people yeah. slap. Oh him. God! And have you seen even Chris Jericho? You look at he's got that broken sternum that yeah. he had. Where was the poster? That's the poster. That's the one right there. Yeah. I kind of knew she was topless, and that poster, I was like, Dick. Such 80s oh. makeup. Yeah, the jewelry. 80s hair. But the necklace naked for me. Look at that. That is uh, good for Randy. And she wasn't, like, fake, right? She no, was she was... Completely natural. Just yeah. sweet. So nice. But I'm saying, like, body-wise. She no, she was implants. completely natural. And, you know, I mean, she... 
there was something about her that people just bought into because she didn't wrestle, she didn't cut promos, she really didn't get, she would just come down and go back. And when he wanted to play, I mean, they people loved Savage, but when he wanted to heal out, he just did something slightly mean to her, and everyone hated her the for gall. it. Yeah, like, right. She's a good woman. <laughs> yeah. Randy, no. And he would just point. Yeah. You stay out of here. I like. I used to love that when she had that, when he had the thing with Steamboat. He'd be like, he like pushed her aside. I'm not done yet. And they like yelled at her. You're like, hey, you leave Elizabeth alone, Randy. And she could get teary eyed oh. so fast that that whole you're breaking my heart, Randy. W- watching her. Watch him yeah. get hurt yeah. in a ring. You're like, oh my god, Elizabeth, are you okay? Yeah, she she shouldn't was, be out here. She can't emotionally take. You know what? Though she, <laughs> I think she vulnerable. got that from Reagan's wife, where yeah. like when she, when he was put, she would just like look at him when she was some, the good guy, and you're like, he is good. Yeah. Look at the way she's looking at him. <laughs> Elizabeth is a good pillar of of judgment of character. Yeah, she when her when watching Randy Savage lose her, she would just be like, "Oh," and always do like that over the mouth, like "No," and yeah. like, "I know this is terrible." He was he had an uncomfortable amount of jealousy with her, though. Yeah, I mean, so you if could you tell. would have to look at Randy the whole time that you're with the two of them, which <laughs> is know? crazy. How terrifying would it have been to be the first guy to bang Elizabeth after Randy Savage? You almost like. Now, you'd have to be the total package to pull that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, maybe an apartment in Georgia. Are we going to get too specific? Are we going to get very specific? Are we breaking kayfabe talking about Lex Luthor? He killed her. Uh, he's still alive, right, Lex Luthor? Barely. He's in a chair, though, right? Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah, that's what this this WWE network is going to be tough. Oh, yeah. See a lot All your of, heroes died. Yeah. I mean, you're, you, we basically. Child, yeah. My father, uh, and then all my heroes from the 80s, dead. I mean, we lost more guys in the WWE than we did in Vietnam. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> it's almost to the point where you're like, it's safer to be an NFL player. Oh, yeah. Than to be a professional wrestler. You can watch an old match on YouTube and think, oh, my God, even the referee's dead now. <laughs> yeah, Is Earl Hebner dead? The Hebners are still alive. The Hebners are both still alive. Oh, the yeah. twin brother. Yeah. 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 You remember that awful yeah. storyline? Yeah. We had him have plastic <laughs> surgery. You're like, no, you didn't. That's just his twin. I know. I know Earl Hebner. Good job, Million Dollar Man. Who were the other people that were... Who were the other refs? Well, uh, well, you had Gorilla Monsoon's kid who died. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't there, like, Dangerous Danny Davis with... Oh, yeah. 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 The ref who turned heel. Yeah. Bill Alphonse. Whistle oh, yeah, boy. That's a good one. <laughs> so just blow the whistle the whole time. And then, there's no more... It doesn't seem to be any more of that classic announcement, like Lord Alfred Hayes. Who was the ring announcer for, the, for the, all those years was... Uh, Howard He's, Finkel. Howard Finkel. He's still alive, right? Yeah, they bring him back on special occasions. Like, like he'll show up at WrestleMania yeah. to introduce the new class, uh, the new Hall of Fame class. Well, where did Lord Alfred Hayes even come from? He was the, he was the perfect addition because he added class to professional <laughs> wrestling. He made it sound like it was a sport for the Blue Bloods when he <laughs> called the matches. You're like, I like Lord Alfred Hayes. And he wrestled for years. Oh, be- he did? Yeah, before they finally put him in the powdered blue tux. That's what it was, the powdered to, blue. To talk about Skittles, bite-sized yeah. candies. Uh, yeah, he was always, he was like the him and McMahon and uh, Ventura were like a three, I think, at one time. Uh, people are writing in that you do the best macho. Uh, here's the thing. Your body also hits it. You've got the yeah. hands, the fingers, well, when I the stand, neck. When I stand up, yeah. my, my trick to get into Macho Man character is I always put one hand on the belt. <laughs> 
Because he always used to, yeah, <laughs> up and down the East Coast, everyone wants to know, but the macho man, yeah, going to the top, dig it. He always used to, because he always used to get his shoulders back a little and fucking with the finger. What goes around, comes around, yeah. He was, uh, he was the fucking best. I do, I do a decent Macho Man and a decent Andre the Giant. All right, let's hear your Andre. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan for you. He always, it was a little bit of a French accent that yeah. I could never nail. Uh -huh. I'm the champion. I'm not Hulk Hogan. Snake? Yeah, I don't like him. I got the four horses and catch the fun lady. Why does everyone always remind, remember him against Jake, too? Like, the snake, was, it was yeah. the funniest thing because a snake... <laughs> you learned that giants were afraid of snakes. <laughs> Went 20 years undefeated yeah. until WrestleMania 3, but what it's remembered of, his fear of reptiles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't I don't like No! You're like, dude, you're eight feet tall. Just step on the motherfucker. He was uh, backstage all the time, would be quick to get out of his trunks. I'll just say that. Really? And to hang out that way. Remember if I was oh, playing yeah. cards naked? I Case of wine, how, how deck big of cards. Buck naked. Yeah, mm. naked. How big of a piece? Um, I only saw him sitting down and quickly did not want to be part of the I'm giant cock. Yeah, I'm wondering. If the he... other giant says that his cock is normal size for a man, which looks small on him. You're not necessarily, since it's an organ, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not necessarily getting the giant the size. Same, yeah, the same size. Yeah, yeah, so it's better to be born just a normal size with a normal. Yeah, that's got to be short, tough. Really tiny. <laughs> yeah, tiny with a normal size. And then like, you Shelby, look... I bet your cock looks enormous no matter how big it is because of your skinny little legs. Absolutely. I'd try to stay skinny this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's affected your diet? It's like, a, you know, you, like the, the, I take, like, if I'm going to take a sext or whatever, I just. You know, put like Did you just call it take a sext? <laughs> I uh, got nervous. <laughs> what are you talking about? If I uh, take a sext, if I'm photographing, why are you nervous? You because you love Dan? Absolutely. I can always tell when he loves somebody. And now your face is all red. Dan, you're a sweet man. So, so today attention. was an exciting day for you to be oh, sitting. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, thanks for boosting my confidence, guys. Came That's in good. here, learned you were friends with Macho Man. You guys got to see Andre the Giant naked. You know what? Yeah. Every um, in my dreams. Every time you come in, I'll tell you another person I was friends with, and just it'll be if that it's my thing. father, yeah. I'm gonna lose it because yeah. I need to know a lot about him. We need to we need a whole new hour to talk about what he well, was like. Well, one night I remember when your your dad got all coked up and wanted to go out dancing. <laughs> you knew him then. Yeah, you knew Gary when he was doing below. Good for you. This is the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Raw Dog. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. The bits that were marginally better than the rest. You're listening to the best of Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Hey, it's Ron and Fez on Best Of. You know what that means. Right now, I'm sleeping, bitches. Because I was up on that playing Madden. Throw it up. And guess who just won, won, uh, won five Super Bowls in a row? 
That's right, the Eagles fly, Eagles fly, the best in the Madden game. Dynasty, we're talking Dynasty there. Well, I actually do all the announcing myself, too. Big Fez Watley, how you doing today, buddy? A little tense. Even though we're on vacation, still a little tense. What's got you tense? Just uh, very nervous today. Mm-hmm. A lot of anxiety, I guess, on Thanksgiving week. What do you got to be anxious about? Life is good. You picked out some of these best of segments. These are your best friends. You should feel fantastic about it. Now tell me what we got uh, coming up next, Fez. Next is the first time that Gary Goldman met BL on our show. So this is the first time that Gary Goldman came into the show. And I remember that. I was like, Gary Goldman? No, it's met- a different time. I'm sorry, what? It was uh, it was another time it was uh, uh, another time that Gary Goldman came into the show. What do you mean another time? Well, what, this wasn't his actual first time. Well, it's certainly not BL's first time because I've known her for a million years. But this is the first time that BL and Gary Goldman have been on our show together. That doesn't make sense. They're not a team. They met each other. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, but if either one of them was doing the first time show of their own, then yeah, they could do it. But the fact that we've known both of them for a while doesn't make sense that we put it on the first time. The first time may be the last time that we will fight like this. Why are you playing a different song than I'm singing? I jumped the gun. Jump the gun or did you jump the gum? Huh? Gun. Gun. Or gum. Gum. Fezzy, this, I feel like we're getting away from what this whole piece is about. But now, this earlier, is the first time. First time what? First time Gary Goldman met BL. That's not what this is about. The first time a Goldman and L together. But you know what we were doing this show on, right? Our first time meeting people. Not their first time meeting each other. Yeah, but we had never met them together before. Well, we didn't meet them together. We had BL in here. And then Gary came in, who we already known. But he had never met BL. So it was a whole new dynamic. Yes, yeah, so if Gary Goldman was doing his own first times, I'd say, yeah, go ahead and use that one. We can't. Not if we want to be known as the most honest radio show in history. Fez? Mm-hmm. What happened? Just froze up. Like that cartoon Frozen? Yeah, without all the singing and dancing. This is the worst theme we've ever done before. Uh, I know you people at home may or may not enjoy this because it's hysterical. But it's not the theme that we picked out for ourselves. I feel so betrayed by Fez for picking this. Fezzy? How do you answer him? That this is a first time. This fits in the theme. We call this worst theme ever. You gotta be true to your theme. Just like you would to your girl or guy. Be true to your theme now. Let your colors fly. 
And this is the theme of first-time meetings. First-time meeting? First-time meetings, and this will be Gary Goldman meeting BL for the first time. You're barely hanging on, huh? Yep. How come? Just really, really nervous. Is it because of the first-time thing? No, I think this is a good first time. We'll let you run with it then. Here's Gary Goldman. Whoa, we got six minutes you got to fill. I can't do that. We'll just talk about some of the stuff that they do together. Some of the stuff that you enjoyed. They had sex, right? I don't know if that ever got confirmed. I know BL was like really into Gary, asked him a lot of questions, and I believe Gary was very fascinated with BL. And that's all I can think to say about it. Here's Gary Goldman and BL. First time together on the best of the Ron and Fez show. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Gary, how are you, buddy? Good to see you, my man. Thanks for having me back. I'll have you back every single time. I want to meet BL. She's uh, Hi, from BL. Florida. Hi, Hi BL. Gary. How are hey, you? Gary's nice a very uh, famous <laughs> and uh, fantastic stand-up comedian who... I would say this. The last time I see... I think I saw you on Seth Meyers' show. Oh, yeah? I think it's about the best late-night set that anybody could hope to pull off. Oh, man. You nailed that one. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's really nice. Uh, and you're announcing this big tour, huh? Well, big big for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first... I've been doing this for 20 years now. This is the first time I've had a tour that wasn't put together um, just based on the weekend before. <laughs> yeah, right? So yeah. This isn't just the Vales tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, previous, my previous 40 tours have been Avails tours. You're exactly right. The Avails tour. So what is, what is this one based on? It's based on the fact that I didn't have an agent for three years. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, I got dropped by my agent through my website designer. My website he told my website designer to to leave his name off. <laughs> wow, this uh, agent at at CAA, Matt Frost, and so I didn't have an agent. And then and then a guy who books Arcade Fire and some other rock Sweet. bands decided he wanted to. He liked me as a comedian, so he would he would contact rock clubs for me. And that's so that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm not doing any improvs or funny bones or giggle fests or yeah. Huts of laughed straight through legitimate clubs. Yes, should be yes. exciting. I'm very excited. It's called the uh, It's About Time Tour. It's about time tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about time. It's about time. This all yes. starts to come together for you. Yes. Now you know. Um, the last time you were here, you were obsessed with whatever that crazy show that we True, True Detective. True Detective. We were, we were all obsessed with yeah. it. Only you had some perspective, though. I was worried. Yeah. But then I actually I jumped on the Fargo thing after that, and I'm like, why did I ever get into True Detective? Well, True Detective did something to me, which is uh, I've decided to hold all my series for my deathbed. I'm, That's when I'm you're going to watch yeah. them all. Yeah. Because I can get around now, I can run, I can do things, I can meet people, and on my deathbed, all that's going to be there for me is, is series. Because I'm sick of watching 
six episodes or whatever, yeah. and then it falls off the right. rails. I'd, r- I'd rather but, everybody tell me, like well, Breaking Bad would be a good one. Yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad, The Wire. Yes, The Wire, yes. You'll get to The Sopranos. They're all there for you. Yes. And actually, this will be the good side of you finding out you have a horrible disease. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah. okay. It'll be the silver lining. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we should all... and because Or if I'm in a horribly depressed state at some point over the next 10 years, yeah. then I'll go to that. that. That'll be helpful. I was thinking if I got in one of those diseases, I would reread all the books that you read in high school. You know what I mean? Because yeah. how well did they really even sink in like i'm sure i didn't get fucking moby dick completely not at all yeah. I'm, I'm reading uh, slaughterhouse five right now perfect one and it was completely lost on me in, <laughs> yeah, in, right. in high school what a waste yeah. of time you were you know the man unstuck in time is not for someone who's only been alive for 15 years <laughs> yes. you know what i mean yeah, you're, you're have, exactly right you have to have that life perspective to get it to yeah. go back and forth yeah or or even even holden caulfield it's like I'm, I'm yeah. just starting to identify with him now, as far as R- right all now. the phonies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, BL, I want you to feel free to jump into because Gary's a very. Hi, Gary. We, Hi, BL. We had so I brought BL up. She's used to do radio. You can see she's been crying. I tried to get it together with your friend's sister Jenny Hutt, who does a show here. Yeah. I thought, oh, Jenny is this like classy Jewish girl. BL is this white trash Florida. It's <laughs> got nothing. They, I'm, not getting, I'm not getting a white trash vibe. Oh, she you, is. But, she's really right. white trash. But also, I haven't heard her talk yeah. yet. And but they. <laughs> hated each other and i'm like oh this is so disappointing wow you're not much of a yenta yeah it did not work out for me wow that's all right i don't know whether you know it's a good point i don't know whether i've ever put anyone together in my life like that i never have ron was hoping so much though he it did it, too it's much not, it's you you had that hope where what you get the, there it's, the, it's, it's what like the, the clash on i don't what know did you clash it, on it's something we I think we interrupted Jenny on, or Ron was wanting her to just have me on for a few minutes on our show, and she's got a busy show, and she's tr- struggling. She said she has a one-hour show here on XM, and she, you know, she's just kind of trying to get She saw her... you. It didn't click. It didn't work. That's what it was. Well, it's, a, it's want... a forced thing. It's like you wanting to play a club you've been dreaming of your whole life, and it you get there, and you go, man, this is just not classic. Can I understand something? Gary can understand. It's a terrible you. analogy, yeah, but you're I, I guess I can... back to comedy. Yeah, I don't... Like, oh, here's something the comedian could understand. <laughs> you ever you know? gotten to a club where you go, are you yes, kidding but, me? but see, that's the thing. He, he's more than that, okay? I know how big he is. Okay, all right, good. <laughs> he's big. He's yeah. big freaking people, man. You kidding me? Plus, he's gorgeous. Look at him. Can you oh, imagine you. the ass he pulls? No, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, my God. He looks like that uh, Calvin Klein guy on the side of the building back in, what, the 80s or 90s? I, I then I the white Calvin Klein underwears? I don't go back as far as you. Remember underwears. the underwears? Oh. The famous Calvin Klein. He had his hair all slicked back with grease and gel. My hair's not slicked back. But mm. anyhow, thank you. No. Thank you very much. Yeah. This is, no, it's beautiful. This is, uh, so Jen, Jen was actually saying you and her brother are be- best butt buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, love that guy. He's well, like he's, he's like a terrific writer. Yeah, he's a terrific writer and a really good person and, and a good friend. He's great at being a friend. Yeah, 
Yeah. I've never been that for people either. I don't think I've been. <laughs> you don't think you so? Know, no, I'm a good time Charlie, I think. That's, <laughs> that's where I'm, I'm at my best. Nobody can turn to you? No. no really? No, 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 no. No, I feel, uh, listen, we're not, we're not, I wouldn't call ourselves friends. We've met a few times, but I feel like if I needed advice uh, about life, I could turn well, to you. Well, I could give you that, but then I expect you to follow that advice to the T and not fuck Yeah, because up. you don't want to have wasted your breath. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I'm in a certain, let's say, program of people taking steps to get better. And when, I'm when familiar people, with that program. So when people go, I, I'm the worst thing I am as a sponsor at it, because I go, what did I fucking just say to you? Well, how is that a bad sponsor, though? drinking. I'll come over there and pound you. you got to hold them accountable. Yeah. I've noticed that none of my girlfriends who have gone through that program ever get to step nine. No, no, they never. No, they don't, because I'm expecting a lot of apologies. <laughs> Wouldn't it be not, great and I'm not just getting to any get of them. one? Yeah, but I, I'd like to get one, because yeah. I deserve one. But I should retry, too, because nothing to me... I don't think I've ever lied to anyone the way I have women. No, Even oh before gosh. that. I think i got to go back even... Like, girls. Like, if from first grade on, I think I just started lying to girls. Yeah, because you, you want to make them like you and yeah. keep them happy and not upset them. And, and, and then they find out the truth. Yeah. And then they're that, furious. Yeah. And, and it's worse. And then they're furious. Yeah. BL just now... Her husband just died. How long ago? Two months ago. Oh, my God. Two months ago. She had been married for seven years. She didn't tell anyone. She called. Was I the first person that you called? Mm Mm-hmm. And her husband was 100 years old. Wow. He was a veteran. They were going to put him away as the contract. Civil War. 93. I have some great war relics. You married a 93-year-old. No, 99. Well, no, he was 93 when you married him. Yeah, seven years ago. Right. He's doing basic math. math. So you weren't even able to get that seven-year itch. Yeah, no, it was... was, was, The seven-year itch killed him. No intimacy at all. Were you dating while you were married? I wish you'd bring in a polygraph. I don't want to. They they were going to put him in a VA hospital. He read three books a week. He was a walking history book. Uh And and he he told me all the generals of the wars and Mm. why they were fought. And Mm. we had these great conversations. Yeah, but there's no way for you to check up. You're illiterate. He just wanted to be in the con on his lake. When you die, you have four people, maybe four friends left. That you meet in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch Album told me that. Who's next to your bed when you die? Did you know that? Speaking of Mitch Album, did you know that uh, Maury secretly, secretly dreaded Tuesdays? I'm sure he did. To have this whiny Jew come over every Tuesday and take a percentage of his (laughs) remaining months. Ugh. I can't stand him for a half hour on the sports reporters on Sunday. It's awful. <laughs> and you got to spend Tuesdays with him? Tuesday? Is it Tuesday already? Oh, God. I was he supp- definitely went on a Monday, yeah. intentionally. Maury just wanted to finish watching The Wire. <laughs> see, I did a, like, a little callback. It for, was a nice callback. Forget. But see, here's the thing about you, Biel. Did you date while you were married to the 100-year-old man? Yes. Okay, so... I just didn't rub it in his face. Oh, I, I didn't disrespect him. you mean vagina? Him. No. Okay. I had a best friend that I would go out with. Yeah. You could have taken him back to the house and then just shut his door. It's not like he's going to come barging out. That's mean. I, again, you I did it. Him. I did it to. Uh, I did it to save him. I saved him like a you know a save dog. You what know, you save a rescue dog. Yeah, that's or him. A sa- or a save dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's him. <laughs> no, how not did him. Gary pull that out? I don't know how he came up with oh, rescue dog. Oh, BL. BL. 
the the oh. only person who uses BL as their as their initials nickname. Yeah, I guarantee true. he there is more a Leo. OJs. Are you a Leo? No, close though. Cancer. I was gonna say. I, God I, forbid. I, I, I can feel your. Yeah, I, I, you have to say God forbid after you say cancer. Right. Otherwise, you get it. Right. That's how God works. So yeah. your birthday then is July seventeenth. I was gonna say. Yeah. What are you gonna do for that? What's going on there? Uh, I'm going over to the Coppelbans. They're gonna have a, they're gonna have a dinner for me. <laughs> now, who do you date? What does she look like? Do you do you go for the ultra beautiful? Or do you go to for people in the business, or do you like I, I, lengthy I, I, relationships? Not a bad sir, um, Jesus Christ. Let me think. I, I do like uh, you know beautiful women, but I um, my past few girlfriends have been uh, African American women. So really, is that yeah? Is that that's all right? That's confusing, <sighs> right? They're beautiful. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. They really there's a girl down really there's, there's a girl downstairs that checked me in here at the XM building, and her hair. Did you see how beautiful her hair is? She's just a gorgeous, gorgeous. African American girl, I'm like you are so pretty. She like she's like, thanks, weirdo. <laughs> like I'm hitting on her or something. Right. She was so pretty. Oh. But anyway, so, so so the Halle Berry type, like a half and halfer. But by the way, that or works for everyone. Half You're not going to say Halle, Halle Berry yeah. is like yeah, one of the billions. Not into Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh crap. One yeah. of the seriously, she's one of the most beautiful women. Uh, come on. To compare to Halle Berry, that's insane to say a type like that. Who who wouldn't that work for? God, what was that? That's scene? like a once in a generation beauty. What's that scene? In, what, what flick was that? Where she? Uh, we don't know what gets you're into the purple about. bra and panties. That one shot scene. Swordfish. Yes. Guys, you and I should do a show together because you know all my answers. Because you're a cancer. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. Picking up on it. You're really good with this. Yeah. See, Doug, do you think you have a type when it comes to women? Because I almost see that as a prejudice if you say, I have a type. No, I don't have a, I don't have a type. Yeah. I don't have a type, but... Um, or you just working your way for around. For some reason, black women love me. I don't, I don't know why. And Is that right? That. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. Some video? Will there be anything released? Anything we can steal from the house? <laughs> Stop, seriously. Anything we can leak? Tommy Stop. Lee style? Bam! The, the, I, mean, I mean, yes, I, I am guilty of videoing and, and taking pictures and everything, but I but I feel so safe because nobody. I don't have enough fans that anybody would be interested in seeing any of that. Oh, so I think it would get out. I think it would be. I, th I think it would be so so Kidding? low key. Mm. I think even if it was just friends Huff and family, would put a comedian, and then people would click through just to hoping it's Jerry Seinfeld or or <laughs> what is your descent? Cook or yeah. What is your descent? I'm a big Jew. Are you? Yeah, very a Russian, handsome. A Russian I got Jew. girls that would tear you up. <laughs> what does that mean? Like you're like in South Florida. It sounds like you're a madam. No, it does. I got girls that binders, would tear you binders up. Binders and binders yeah. of girls that would tear you up. <laughs> Hit that like a windstorm screen door and make you out of sawdust, bitch. That doesn't fucking make sense. <laughs> yeah, none of that makes sense. Yeah, man. I'll tell you, has this country ever... Well, you, well, you've lived through some sexy times. Has this country ever been more oversexed? It's, it's outrageous. It is outrageous. It really is. How quickly these women are going to naked pictures and sexting well, in, a, in a relationship. Like, like two, two exchanges in. How many women do you think are naked on the internet? Now, how many women do you think you can see doing porn? Because it seems like it goes on like train smoke. Forever. Well, yeah. Is how it like one out of every five now? How shocked... It, this is the most shocking thing that happened to me recently. I was, you know, typing around, and uh, I typed something in, and then it came back, no matches found. Right. 
And it was like, I never felt so alone <laughs> as when I stumped Pornhub. When Pornhub was like, all right, listen, uh, that's not really a, a... We couldn't get anybody to do that. How about uh, people pissing on each other? That's less That's less bizarre than what you just typed in there. Maybe Girls I mis- you went to Hebrew school with? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not normal. Maybe I misspelled something. How many <laughs> right. Ks are in that word? Oh, yeah. Well, you type it back in, and yeah. then it's like, no, listen, that was not a typo. Yeah. Do it, in a, do it again, we'll call your mother. But you're right. you got to be asking to see blowjobs why she's sitting in a bucket of crabs. Just like, <laughs> how far do you have to go when you can't get it? It's amazing. You gotta use, think about it. You gotta use Bing now. Well, I forget, who was I talking to? Oh, uh, yesterday I had a conversation of if you were a little kid and this is the way that you would be introduced to sex oh my God. through your own computer. Because for me, I remember being years and years of seeing naked pictures but still not knowing what intercourse was. No, you no know idea. I mean? I can't imagine being introduced to like double penetration right off the bat. Be like, what the fuck am yes. I looking at? Couldn't imagine that these beautiful women were willing to be defiled and right. penetrated by by these awful BGs looking guys. They had in the to be 70s. so touched. I'm being, I'm sorry to say the people in the audience that have been touched. Seriously. Oh, they, well, oh so now you're saying like touched as children? No, no, people who perform in the videos. There's no way that some girl There's, wants to get both or every orifice <laughs> taken up. I'm serious. There's got to be something. It's not a bad thing. They make but, a lot of money, if, I think. But if you're going to say that, then most of the women out there have been molested because there are so many women that are doing this on the on the Internet now. It's just an amazing amount. The amount of money is must just be... It's nothing it's now. Something it's, we don't there's even no have. money to make it from. It's all free. It's no one even pays from porn. They want to be seen doing this. That's your wow. only payoff now. It's Who like starting a band. You're not going to do it to make money anymore. Didn't you have a couple girls love in of the game. three or four yeah, months ago? Game. Yeah, exactly. The girl, the girls you had in here. The, uh, cam, they, the, the cam girls. Very good, Shelby. Thank you. Why help, Shelby? Is it fun to watch you struggle? They're all helping. <laughs> What's wrong with Shelby? He hasn't had sex. We got to get him something. Yeah, go. Will you really? bring up cam girls? No. No, I'm saying cam girls. What's their story? I, I didn't get the the end of if that they made money. They make a little bit of money. They, that, that one, they, they make more money because okay. they, they have fans that stay with them and they could say, if you give me, you know, a couple bucks, I'll do this for you. I'll do that for you. But you're working to the same crowd of people. So it's like one girl working to, let's say, a hundred guys. And she tries to get a couple bucks a day off each one of those guys. Wow. Sometimes they just want to watch them read the newspaper and drink their coffee, though. That's the odd part. So voyeurism is at a huge level, too. Bigger than it's ever been. Oh, yeah. 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 It's completely acceptable voyeurism. You live in the city of it. You live in the city where peeping time is even, it's not even a crime in New York because there's too many windows. But stay in any of the hotels in Midtown and you look out the window and you'll just see people masturbating, hoping to be seen. Yeah. Really? It's everywhere. Where's that at? I'm in a corner. I got a cornerstone unit. All I look at is a window. Yeah. If you're looking at other windows, you will see people masturbating in front of the windows. It's rampant in New York. Wow. It's insane, yeah. 
I, I keep my shades open. I don't. I don't, I don't care. If that, somebody's, yeah, into, care? somebody's into me. <laughs> yeah, God love them. them. Right. God love them. They have good taste, and and I I admire their dedication. Yeah, you're living like you're on Big Brother at all times. You don't <laughs> yes. give a shit. Yes, you have the feeling you're doing well that people are going to identify with you. Yeah, I don't care. Now, when's your next date? Did you do you have somebody? I know you're a cancer. God love you, or God bless <laughs> us. What's up? What'd you say to say? You have your your sign is a God cancer, forbid. and you date African American women. This is where so I, I want to know when your next date is, and what does she look like? Like compare her to somebody that's an actress. I don't know. I She's prettier than you. I knew that. <laughs> um, I'm giving you the nub what? right there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing something, someone uh, rather regularly now who uh, I, I think she looks like Janet Jackson a bit she, in that oh, in see, that tone. That's, that's I think if you say she looks like Janet Jackson, she also looks like Michael Jackson. That's the problem <laughs> with Latoya, that. Yeah. Jermaine. Now, do you like the yeah, big extra booty, the beautiful Beyonce-ish? Or do I, you like think, a, uh, a statuesque? Listen, I like, I like every... There's not a booty that I really haven't been like. I'm not skinny, fat. Right. I, don't, I don't care. It's it's a great, it's a great design. I could book you. It's a oh great my design. god, I could make you so much money in South Florida. What? Doing what? <laughs> Getting laid. Oh, when did no, you become? I don't want that. Yeah, when did this I'm become a comedian? A I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, gigolo. No. Be, why, by the way, why are you wearing a key around your neck? What is that for? I, I do like it. It's a little Tiffany and Company piece what I did, picked up. Do it, did it, does it mean something to you? Or? It's a key to the city. Key to yeah. my titties? I don't know. What do you want from me? It's a fucking <laughs> Tiffany and Company necklace. <laughs> Jesus. Why would you take offense to that? Well, maybe, shit. It says you know? Tiffany and damn company right yeah. on the, on the so, key. You're sold on I that brand. I didn't want your audience to think I was plugging them. Sorry. Speaking of plugs, let Fez do his plugs. Oh. Gary Goldman's with us, and he's got the big 12-city fall winter tour coming up. He's going to announce those dates later this month and you can get all of them at GaryGoldman.com. sign up for gary's newsletter and find out about the it's about time tour and on twitter at gary goldman that was beautiful nice plugging well here's here's the thing about that i mean normally that would be a good plug because this is his first big you know it's not an avail tour okay <laughs> this is uh, right. a big tour the next plug i'd like to see it you know Pick it up a little bit. Okay. You know I mean, this yeah. is it was a fine big for time me. for Gary. It was fine know? for me, but, it, but I, I see but, what you mean. It's a tour. It's you know. Yeah, Ron, I appreciate you riding herd on him. Well, you know what? This is nice for radio. What we're doing right now, but I want a big show business tour. Okay, I want that big plug to come in. All right, I'll work on that. What you do you want from me? Huh? <laughs> Oh, why don't you just keep fucking saying ridiculous, weird things over and over, BL? It speaks from my heart. Right. Have you started watching The Leftovers? I have. I like it. I'm. Uh, I'm do we have Liv booked? Yes. Uh, Liv Tyler's coming back in. She's Even if she was unattractive, I would want to hang around with her just for the Steven Tyler, Aerosmith. Well... Not only Todd Rundgren, yeah, Todd B. B. Rundgren, BB Buell, yeah, I mean, what a I've, life. I've met her entire family really? now, yeah, and all I think about is like that era of how that happened, where she thought Todd Rundgren was her yes. dad, and then finds out no, your dad's running Aerosmith right now, yeah, and your mom is now with Elvis Costello. It had to be, it, it was the last kind of great rock and roll time. How old was she when she found out that Todd Rundgren was not her father? I think she was about. Nine or ten, and, okay. her, and her 
mom took her to an Aerosmith show. <laughs> she's backstage and sees that this man looks exactly, exactly. like her. And then there's her little brother, Shelby. Because you could be in that with those yes. legs, Shelby. Jesus. We, we like yeah. forged some documents and I could just serve him right there and he'll believe it probably. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, a lot so of thick lip boys uh, come up. A to, Butch Patrick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I did a thing with Steven Tyler. You've met Steven before, too. He sucked on your nub, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. The nub, you mean, or clitoris? I have a, no. no. She, she I have died. a cut-off oh, finger that, from a car yeah. wreck. Awful. <laughs> it's a, and I just chopped it off, and I was with David Wells backstage at a, at a show, and I'd, Stephen came up. I'd and, assume there was wood shop in your background. <laughs> That hurt you. You actually physically hurt yeah. from seeing it's that. Not Janet nub Jackson. Of Definitely not. And it's not been ever up inserted anything anywhere, anytime. Why wouldn't that it's be a, a huge request from a, the freaks that, that come into your life yeah. and you deny That's them? That's the first thing they want. You they, deny use, them. they use me thinking they're going to get this nub in the in the in the Lincoln Tunnel, and then oh happen. Oh my God! Gary Goldman is a Jew that could not be a doctor because he just went, oh, oh, <laughs> oh my God! No, Stephen Tyler sucked it though, and that was yeah. cool. And Cy Sperling, the hair guy. All right, well, that has nothing to do with what it, we're talking well, about. Thanks for qualifying Cy Sperling. <laughs> well, you're not allowed to suck unless you're Spy, famous. Cy Sperling, the Soviet dissident. <laughs> oh, that Cy Sperling, he, the author of. <laughs> Gulag Archipelago. Why were you with Cy Sperling? Archipelago. Why were it was your show, Ron. Oh, you really? made him suck my nub. You were the first one. I was doing. I was answering phones. He was for kind you. of freakish, right? In South Florida, Cy, yeah. He was a real wild guy. He was in plugging. Um, somebody, Paul O, I think, had gotten a, a hairpiece done, and yeah. Cy had stopped by your sh- studio, and it had just happened. You said, "Hey, would you like to suck BL's oh, nub?" Those were dark days, weren't they? It doesn't matter. Those were dark yeah. days. Anyway, that was. Right. Th- there's all, only but, been two people. So what? Why would? Uh, why does Steven Tyler do it? Did he, he asked? Well, he's good friends with David Wells, and David uh-huh. Wells was the best man in my second wedding. See, I don't... I, not thing. David Wells, the former Yankee pitcher. Yeah, yeah he's... Now, here's what I don't understand. Why would a guy from Boston want to hang around with David Wells, a Yankee? Oh, they're good friends. He did play Everybody for the Sox who, for a little every while. Rock, okay. Every yeah, rock makes sense. Sense. In three. Yeah. Yeah, every rock and roller in the world loves David. He's, he's a fantastic person. He is. He's been he's, one he's of bound my... Down. Pardon me. He's like eastbound and down. Yes. I mean, he was the original it's, guy. Absolutely. Oh my God! Every one uh, and one more name drop. Uh, we were having dinner at his house, and it, it, he's like, "BL, grab the phone." I'm like, "Hello," and he's like, and there was a dude, and I won't even try to imitate his voice. God, he's like, do, hey, the hey. "Do the impression." I'll he guess goes, who it is. He goes, "Hey, uh, Bert, Convy. good evening. Good evening. Oh. <laughs> is uh, Dave there?" And I'm like, "May I say who's calling, please?" And he goes, "This is Bruce Springsteen." Whoa! I, go, I, I didn't know that. And he's one of my like that's one of the only people that I would fall down and die you know and I said oh yes Bruce hold on please he goes thanks thanks young lady and I'm thinking young lady I'm like David Bruce Springsteen's on the phone he's like oh tell him I'll call him back right after dinner I'm like Bruce can he call you back right after dinner he's like oh yeah no problem I just want to talk to him I'm coming to town and I want to switch the jersey for the guitar they switched a a Yankee jersey let me tell you you peaked with this so long ago the story was great it was a long time Bruce Springsteen now everything for Bruce Springsteen all he hears is this. <laughs> Wells resident, BL speaking. <laughs> Leave Bruce alone. Yeah. He's a freaking boss, dude. Nobody's mocking oh, Bruce. Anyway, so yeah, I got to meet some great people with, with David. He's Everybody loves him. And yeah. his baby's named after Eddie Van Halen, as we all know. 
So no his name that. is Lars Van Wells, and now he is a hell of a drummer. The kid's like 10, and he's a drummer. Eddie's name isn't Lars. Yeah, Eddie Lars, Lars Ulrich's no, name is Lars. Lars from Metallica. <laughs> Why are you, you didn't saying that? You didn't and, say that. And Van is his middle name okay. for Van Halen. And his last fucking name is Wells. Lars Van Wells. He's a fucking baby. Leave him alone. I thought he was ten. That was an amazing we, player. Yeah, we should leave. Uh, we should Probably. leave that baby alone. Yeah. Why don't we answer phones somewhere else? Because besides the, David Wells' house. Because here's the thing: this is Gary's time, and it's turned into these weird, I know, fucking stories of yours. Be how they go on, and they're uncomfortable. I'm out. Yeah. There's this, yeah. There's this whole world I know nothing about. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I'm revolted by it. Yeah. Oh, it's I, a disgusting yeah. world. But yeah. you let us know porn is big, and that got my attention today. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you date beautiful women. So I can't wait to go follow you guys around Soho or something if I can get Fez out. But it was uncomfortable last night. So. Just stop it when you when you feel that period in the sentence. Stop. It's the Coca Cola. You're, you're all hopped up on sugar and caffeine, right? Yeah. yeah. See what that. happens? See yeah, what? I get that. There's no. You were saying you haven't had caffeine. a period since when? Since fucking no, Pete I'm Kelly's a- Blues was released. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last one? Who Shall was president? Shall get your lips away from me? Who was the president? It's not funny. <laughs> I'm on menopause right now as we speak. That's why I, I on, start on crying and stuff. I'm on menopause. Oh, I thought you were going to start crying because Jenny Hutt didn't want anything to do with you. She hates me. Yeah, I don't blame her. I mean, I couldn't do a show with you either, so I get where she's coming from. Oh, man. You're See, unhirable. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And unlistenable. Oh, yeah. Please put those two together. Yeah. Hey, Gary, it's nice to see you. <laughs> well, this is a big time for Gary, isn't it, Fez? Yeah. It's a big time. It certainly is. Gary Goldman getting ready to announce his super tour. 12 cities, 12 lucky cities. Will one of them be yours? Stay tuned to GaryGoldman.com. For tour information and to sign up for the newsletter for the It's About Time Tour at Gary Goldman on Twitter. Awesome. Uh, says, what is playing, though? Uh, this was music that did not work out the way I was hoping to. Like you're in a kitchen. Yeah. I think it was an excerpt from the McCarthy hearings. <laughs> Today we are prepared to bring specific charges against women's working in an industry that reaches into every household in the country. I was expecting it to kick long in a little sir, sooner or, decency. or even at all. What's the, what, what was it? What did you think you were going to get? It was Detroit Rock City. Oh, oh that doesn't mm. make fucking that sense. Really make sense. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense at all. I was thinking maybe... Uh, I don't know, Boston's rock and roll band. Yeah, I mean, that uh, that whole thing just felt... I mean, the first one that you did now, in hindsight, just seems like that should have been the, yeah. the stay-with-attitude to have. That was the brilliant one at this yeah. point. But not- I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the McCarthy hearings are so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this one had too many gavels. How was yeah. that even labeled? <laughs> <laughs> mumblecore? I guess I mean, you had a mumblecore to promote. I swear everybody gets throttled that walks through the door in this place. Well, what are you talking about? You it's heard just what a he, throttling. But, but you heard what he just, just did. I'm in the t- history of radio, no one has used background noise like that. It was ambient For fucking anything. sound. <laughs> no. For anything. No. Radio's been around since Marconi. And no one has thought, oh, yeah, well, so help. I'll was put some the, mumbling. Was it the opening to Pink Floyd's uh, Time I off had, of Dark Side of the Moon? It that never would be went on that long. No, it didn't. I'm mad. I've always been mad. 
Oh, that was there is no dark side of the moon. It is it's all dark, really. Oh. You know, we're never going to get another album like that. It'll no. never happen again. No. We're just done with it. No. Because people would buy a couple of tracks off it. Yeah, a couple of tracks. Yeah. I could tell this story because you're, you're a Pink Floyd fan. Oh, all. my God, yeah. All right, so I'm a kid. We're doing Asset. Go, we go to see Pink Floyd, right? Okay. Uh, it was... What year... I mean, We were looking like 74, 75. Okay. So this the, is before Dark Side of the Moon? It was... No, Dark Side came out in 73. Oh, But see, wow. here's what happened. They come out and play... And at the time in Philadelphia, this hadn't been released yet. The entire Wish You Were Here album. Oh they just play it. And when I say the entire place is tripping, I'm serious. There's <laughs> 20,000 people just sitting there fucking staring. That's over. Everyone looks around and goes, oh, wow, that was weird. Boom. They're going for a minute. Lights come back down. They play the entire dark side of the moon. Everyone's nuts. And then they come back out and play uh, from Metal uh, Echoes. So that was the entire thing was basically like that was the entire night. And what was over, everyone just sat there and then slowly went, oh, we're back on Earth. Let's, oh, my uh, God. Let's just get up and start walking out of here. <laughs> I've never done acid. I'm, I've always been afraid of it. A lot of Jewish guys say that. I don't know what it is about Jewish guys, but you don't. Were you taught things about asset that was somehow bad for you? Yeah, I, I think every kid in the in who grew up in the eighties was told that any every drug would would kill yeah, you. The, to, never listen to the teachers. Yeah, yeah. I remember in health class, like in seventh grade, when they taught us about drugs. Only time I ever took notes in my life, my whole scholastic career, I just started writing shit down. Really? Like, oh, Black Beauty is okay. <laughs> That's one worth trying. Yeah, I didn't start there. using weed regularly until until I was forty, and uh, God, I love it. Yeah, I love it, but I, but I'm I treat it like I'm a teenager. I listen to you know Pink Floyd. Go back and Grateful listen to all Dead the music and, yeah, that, I, yeah. that I listen to straight. Yeah, and I never got it. Well, I got it, mm -hmm. but I enjoy it on a, on a better level now. It's very. I don't regret it, I guess, because I'd probably be sick of it by now. But see, that's now, what about mushrooms? Would you recommend a, a neurotic Jew like me doing mushrooms? I would definitely would. Really? Particularly get somebody to. I wish I would have done what you did and waited till I had some, you know, philosophy in my life, some history uh -huh. of self, you know, whatever spirituality. I'm sure at some point. And then this could, I think, be opening. I did it when I was very young. I was like 14. 14. So I just, you know, yeah. basically went from the fucking playground to, ah, you know, my brain <laughs> just fucking hopped out and ran down the street. But yeah, I think it would, could work for you with the right people. Right. You know? Yeah, that's Surround key. yourself with some people. Yeah. What about a nice cube of hash? Anybody ever smoked that in a big pipe? Yeah, of course. I never used hash. God, that, now that's, only, that's the only thing I ever did was What's smoke some hash. What's the difference between hash and weed? What, what goes on it's with hash? It's a stronger, stronger, it's a stronger fucking place to go. Yeah, I haven't smoked hash. Well, it's I don't do anything. See, I don't do anything. I wouldn't even smoke even pot lead. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing. Mm. Yeah. But does it have chemicals in it? The hash? No. Because I saw don. That's where I had saw donkeys and different things. What do you mean you saw donkeys? <laughs> My my fear of hash Mexico? came from uh, Midnight Express. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> the Billy Hayes. Oh, don't story. smuggle it. No, <laughs> so you're saying smoke it, don't <laughs> smuggle it. Yeah, leave it up to somebody else to smuggle. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. BL, what's the best show you ever saw? Skinner, Jimmy Buffett. What the fuck were you saying down there in Florida? <laughs> Outlaws, Florida's Guitar Army. I like everybody. I yeah. go every. I, I go every which way you can think. 
I'm a fan, of, just like sports. I'm a so fan you, of the game. So you don't really. So that means you're not actually a fan of anything. Yes, I am. Springsteen's like my number one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Springfield. Springfield. He's amazing. I just, Springsteen puts for, on a great What is he, 60, 62 or 63. 63? I saw him at Fenway Park a couple of summers ago. Oh, oh my God. I just saw him on this on this uh, tour now yeah. in, in Tampa. and It's insane. Yeah. Just a guy that can go three, four hours. Yeah. We did a private show with him up here at the Apollo a couple of years ago. Did you then really? He came in and just played for us. Yeah, it was just the most insane thing that you'd ever say. He's so refreshing. If you didn't know he was Bruce, and they always say, oh, if he was walking down the street, he'd be a normal guy. It's not like that with Bruce. When you meet him, he truly acts like he cares about you. He meets a well, billion of you a day, but, and he's just such a great see, guy. See, that's the thing. When people like Bruce, instead of just liking him, they go to where you went. You know what I mean? Like, there's this overlove. That he's a Dalai Lama. Yeah, it's not about the music anymore and then they don't go to other concerts they'll just go to see bruce no that's not true i, d- I do a little buffet i of course you do. everybody yeah you're in florida aerosmith tom petty comes to town aerosmith is a great is a great is a great concert that's another one steven times. tyler you just yeah. go there and rub the nub up in the air but remember see, the old days <laughs> no. you know what I was going to say, Why the, Stone, drop are a the Stones going to ever tour again? Yes, they're touring now. Where? We speak. Or in the they're United in States. Yes, they were just did a big U.S. tour. Okay, well, where was I? Because all I can say is, if you think about it. Guess burying a 100-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be nice. Please, be nice. If you ever actually looked through your albums, because nice. I just got a tube amp. I did. I just set up a Jolita tube amp with an album, and I'll tell you, you want crisp sound, but you know what I did? I was like, oh my God, got this out the, nuts. <laughs> got, got the pine. You, you know how much that freaking Jolita tube amp is? I, like 900 bucks. Seriously, I feel like I'm in a, uh, a fucking gu- okay. uh, guitar center in Largo, Florida. She's got no editor inside. <laughs> so you flip no, on. You think of it and say it. You know what? But you flip on the B-side of a Stones album, and yeah. you think, what why didn't more people didn't think of a B-side? What remember are you the, talking remember about? Remember that one oh song? God. I want you back again. <laughs> I want your love again. That is insane on a Saturday morning when it's Speaking pouring rain. Which, Stop yourself. I she love it. She's Meshuggah. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She is. Oh, there! See the Jolita tube amp is pulled and I'll, up. Right and I'll, there. T- I'll tell you what, it 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 didn't take me long to figure, but I think that was the that was the kicker right there is the the guitar, yeah, center, yeah, she amp, just, that yeah. whole business. It was like it's everything Rob- else was in context, and <laughs> yeah, that came no, out of left field. No, so you were wondering what acid is like. That's you. You start getting thoughts that's, like that yourself. No, that's where or, Robin Zander met his wife, Pam Stein, beautiful playmate. Who's that cut to wear? A guitar you. center? Huh? No, what? it was peaches. I'm sorry. God, remember peaches? You stop, going stop, how tame, stop yourself. How, does, how tame Song? is Playboy compared to what we're working with now? Oh, it's amazing. And that used to be enough. It was plenty. F- fuck, if I found a Playboy, my friends would build a fort around it. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, that's it. That was the casino. It starts now. Yeah. Now we finally have something to live for, all this together. Oh, my gosh, the Playboys. And then I, and then I graduated to Penthouse around 18... And I and I remember the first time I was I was horrified by what was going on. Oh sure, just horrified. This, 
Yeah. Well, I was much younger than that, but the first time that I saw actual penetration, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are they pissing on each other? It's is really that, scary. Is yeah. this where we're going with this? <laughs> Some this kid. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah. Because at first, before that, I thought that, like, I was, like, in second or third grade, and we, yeah. were, we would have these Playboys, and I thought sucking tits was fucking, and I'm like... <laughs> I think I could do it. I think yeah. I'd be able to pull yeah. off <laughs> yeah. adulthood. And right. then by the time I saw penetration, I'm like, this is just too fucking nuts for me. Really nuts. Yeah. I, I remember seeing that they showed a video on the after school special. It was a movie. It was called My Mom's Having a Baby. And they just talked about sperm and, you know, that type of stuff. But they never said how the sperm was actually delivered. So I had, I had assumed that it was some sort of, some sort of hospital thing where you would go, they would, they would fit you with a hose or something like that. You would be in separate rooms and then it would be delivered. They, they showed the, the love, the loving. They never showed the, of course, on an ABC right. after school special. They never showed the intercourse. But I remember the guy looked like, uh, the lead singer of the Bee Gees was was Barry. Uh, Barry Gibb. Yeah, He's the last yeah, remaining yeah, Bee Gees. Yeah, yeah, but he he had the beard and everything like that, and the feathered hair. And I, I thought uh, this is bad news. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was spooky. BL, when you were first hearing about sex and you were with your uncle and he was just mouth fucking <laughs> you. Oh, come on, oh my God. that's filthy. But I know pig. how it is. That's that not nice. That's I know what happened. I know, but I'm saying it wasn't your fault. Okay. <laughs> Could, there was nothing you could do about it. You're just a no. little girl. I do think that seeing graphic, I hope parents are getting better at teaching their kids because when you see it too graphic and you're young, like remember the paper that I remember seeing at Penthouse when I was like, I don't know, five. I think I saw it at Uncle Tui's house. He beat my dad's ass with a sickle the night before and I was really oh devastated. God. So I'm in the bathroom in the trailer. <laughs> With a sickle. Yeah, you ever seen one? Yeah, it's but, but how, do you not, how do you not kill him with a sickle? You don't beat his ass, you, you behead him with a sickle. It's it's the it's the weapon of choice for the Grim Reaper. For death himself uses a, uses a sickle. Right, you're saying, right. And you're saying Uncle Tui just used it to, to beat this man about the... About Tui the, was a good man. He'd get about drunk. About the shoulders and necks. Tui was a good man he until was. the bourbon took over. He yeah. meant well. He devil, meant well. The devil bourbon. I wasn't cute, cute enough to touch. Some people call... <laughs> oh my. And that's where it started. Yeah. Her uncle couldn't get a heart on. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting here looking See? at her. Oh, forget it, honey. It's not oh you, it's God. me. God, I'm so sorry I stopped by this place. I'm so sad. What else would you be doing? Nothing. <laughs> Thank Painting you. furniture. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Painting wood. No, I'm so happy to be here. But um, back to that penthouse thing. I'm, I'm when shocked you see that one, Jenny wasn't <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that have worked perfectly? Yeah. When Jenny Hutt didn't love me? Yeah. You're going to go home and call her now? You're no, going to no, text no, her I'm not say, a, I'm, not, I'm friends with her brother. I'm, and, and also, I wouldn't throw you under the bus like that. No, but, she's a great girl. Yeah. She is. I wish we would have. It just didn't work out this yeah, time. Yeah, it's cool. It's all yeah. right. We're going to the Unmasked show tonight, though, right? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Jim Florentine. What, what is the Unmasked show? Unmasked is uh, a We sit down in front of an audience with a comedian talk for an hour. No way. Yeah, if you're, you know, if this tour oh, goes the way we hope. I wasn't No, hinting. if this tour goes the way we hope. You know, you're being discussed right now. <laughs> we don't know. We're going to wait. Look at the box office receipts. See how they go. I get it. I know. There's a lot of hype on the stuff right now. I've been hearing the commercials on the radio. Gary Goldman, 12 City, It's About Time Tour. Why, Gary Goldman? Because it's about time. 
cities to be announced. Twelve lucky ones across America will be selected to be visited by Gary Goldman this fall and winter. Go to GaryGoldman.com. Sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out. Plus, this Friday and Saturday, Gary Goldman at the Comedy Cellar. And you can get his CD, No Can Defend, still available on GaryGoldman.com. This isn't the McCarthy hearings. This is the Gary Goldman It's About Time Tour at Gary Goldman on Twitter. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Huge. That's Fez right there, Benny. You got him back. Well... I just thought it came in a little too high that time. It just, what? you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was a little over the top. Too much? Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was Aerosmith. I thought it was on the money. <laughs> Chris, you grew a beard since the last time I saw you. I just haven't shaved. That's you're all. Some, okay, so you're depressed. Then, no, I just shave once or twice a month. That's it. Oh. Stanley's sad. I just don't just like to shave. I hate ass. shaving. It's just a pain in the ass. I'll just let it grow out for a while. And you you hate shaving, shaving because spot. it requires more energy than it really does. But for you... Thank you. Yeah. You've nailed it. For you, it's a lot of energy, more than you have. Well, yeah. You're happy that you just got through the shower. Thank you. And also, like that, I just my, if I grow, let it grow out too much, it just becomes like a crazy neck beard. It's not very attractive. Crazy neck beard. I like it. it. It looks like you're a bummer. You know what I mean? Like it looks like you're gonna run into a mall just fucking strapped with C4, blowing the shit out of everybody. It's like steel wool on my fucking face. Right, there awful. it is. There it is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. You know what though? It's rather Amish looking. At like the end of rum. Looks like a little. <laughs> yeah, your first your first name would be Uncle with that beard. <laughs> Uncle Tui. Yeah. So like, Uncle Tui out of very... Reading, Pennsylvania, right there. That's... Is that where he's from, Reading? No, the, oh, he okay. looks like a little Amish man Amish. on a buggy. You tied it in, yeah. I love. I lived in Reading for a year or so. What were you doing in Reading? I don't know. One of my husbands played ball for the Phillies double-A. Oh, that's Jesus. right. That's oh, right. They she's, do a, have a... she's a baseball Annie. Well, yeah, she was... No, no, no. She... Wait a minute. Yeah. It sounds like you're a baseball Annie. No, I didn't. I, I waited on him one time at Hooters, and he married me. Here's the thing. Her husband has got one of the... Well, exactly... Who what? was it? Larry Christensen? <laughs> Oh, I love LC. He's awesome. That's a great. Was it Dick Ruthven? <laughs> no, no, he was on the Forty Man roster. I like how Ruthven wasn't good enough for. Him. No, no, not Ruthven. Forget about no. it. Not Bake McBride. No, it was back in '86. Daryl oh, Pitcher, right? Daryl Knowles. Nino no. Espinosa. Well, nice. No. Now you are. What was his? Uh, what was his? Um, Fifty-four point oh oh is his ERA, not wow. five point. Wow. Five, 54. That's six, that's six runs an inning. Yeah. I ran through it yesterday. I don't want to bore you. Give everybody it back again. No, he was a 40 man roster of Phillies, 1986, and uh, September call ups he got put in. And uh, wow. and it didn't go well. He let Got all Freddie Tolliver's guys all <laughs> came around the bases. The ducks swam like there was no tomorrow. And you uh, love strawberry. Uh, I do. You love baseball. And what happened? Have you ever read Bill Lee's. Uh, well, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, very charming. Billy uh, was the... Well, there was also the bird. Remember that it was Mark like... Mark Fidridge, yeah. Mark Fidridge yeah. were the two people that people said to bring up the, 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 for weed. Oh. Uh, and then Doc Ellis sure. supposedly pitched a no-hitter on asset. Yeah. But you're a baseball guy, huh? Yeah, I love baseball. Well, see, down where I knew BL, all the spring training is closed. Oh. And that's how the girls get to meet the guys. Well, I was one of the first Hooters girls. 
in 83. Okay. And so, uh, anyway, I introduced Lynn Austin to Darren Dalton. Were you working with all your fingers at the time? Yes, I did. I had all my fingers, and uh, I had all these Hooters girls around, and, you know, we just hung out. Wow. That was it. Must have been a lot of fun. Those guys love the wings and the beer. Well, we only had one location then. They're building one now in MSG, aren't they? I have no idea. Uh, Hooters. Anyway, but it, it, the, the whole country doesn't understand Hooters, but anyway, it was neat to be... What is it that we don't understand? First, Explain it to us. <laughs> well, I've only got four minutes left in the show. you got all the time you want. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's, no, we got to uh, go over no, what, to what, what, what am I missing? It's it's not about TNA and, and it's, false they have, intimacy? They have 540-plus locations international, so... Yeah, it's it, a huge it's corporation. A a, it, did you see the concept with the girls with the guns on their hips in colorado i didn't you didn't see that no what's that place that opened up not to take it away from hooters but there's there's a place that uh opened up guns gun crotch what a couple weeks ago (laughs) they serve you in sexy outfits and they've got real heat strapped to their hips and they serve you food i I don't know the name of it sorry i didn't research it Mm. i don't have anything in front of me I, got I, no show I have no idea you get this far off topic. We went well, from what don't we get uh, about Hooters into this crazy gun talk. Yeah. Well, when, what is it well, that you we don't, don't get, get about you, Hooters? You don't get guns at Hooters. You get, um, I don't know, effing wings. <laughs> yeah, we get that. We understand it. You get wings. Yeah. Brought yeah. to you by girls with little 1980s shorts. Yeah. There's, you're not revealing any mysteries yeah. of Hooters. We get it. Okay. We're on board. Well, it was fun. So I was there 13 years, but it was it, the great people that... That uh, own it and run it, and, you know. I think you're thinking of shooters. People writing in the term shooters. Is that what you're talking about with the guns? Uh, yeah. Ooh, did they? Did they back, did they back me up on that? Yeah, they backed you up. And, and after 13 years, you left. Was it a menudo situation where they where you yeah. aged out of the? Out of the group? aged out. Why do we got to use the word aged? <laughs> Do we? Because I well, think that's the, the accurate description of what would have so. happened. I think you, so, too. No, you know, we should do a prank show where you put on the old uniform and go walking out now. No way. What do you have, boys? No, <laughs> <way>. <laughs> no thanks. Nothing. When's the last time that you what? slapped some wings down on the table? Who was president? Years. I don't, uh, probably. Geez, Reagan. Bef- yeah, Yeah, exactly. you talking about Reagan? Yeah. yeah. Mirror image right there, baby. Mirror image I'm sorry. Of what? Yeah, what is no, the his book. Image? I have a coffee oh, table book, book of him. Oh, no, of it's Reagan? a coffee table book. It's beautiful photos of Reagan. Him I mean, being shot? Outra- <laughs> they do have the morning of. There's a yeah. shot in there. It's amazing. So you're a big Reagan guy? No, I'm a little bit. Uh, I'm a little bit of everybody. I love. Um, I love You're Bill Clinton for that I, period of time. I love Bill Clinton. Things I, are going well. He's the type guy. They say that he is. So charismatic in a room. Wait like a when minute. you're in a room with Bill, I've, I've you never wanna... heard that from everybody who's ever encountered that. Everybody man. wants to have a beer with him, with Bill. I mean, he's just got these sparkly blue eyes. He's got this presence of a Michael yes, Jordan. Yes, what we're saying is it gets said constantly. Yeah. What you're bringing up. Yeah. That's why he's so electable. Yeah. The fact that I know it. Right. Yeah. And I'm not that. Yeah, and you're, but you got all my questions answered to. I was going to say about yeah. Michael Jordan. I just read this latest biography of Michael Jordan. Yeah, and, what's uh, going on with that? He's a uh, maniacal. He's oh, a yeah. maniacal, yeah. mean, d- uh, driven, talented, but yeah. d- my goodness, 
Does he have a friend? Well, do you do you notice like that that the the media has turned that way on him and Seinfeld about the same time? Like for years, yeah. you only read good things about either one of those guys, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're like, how yeah. competitive are these guys? You know, oh, like, right, right, right. Everybody from that era now, yeah. we're twisting it back the other way. Yeah. Yeah, because that thing that was an '80s '90s thing to right. be really competitive and driven, and yeah. yeah. And now you want to hide that. Now everybody Keep wins. That to yourself. Now everybody wins. But yeah, like Michael's one of those guys. If a kid beats him at cards, he fucking turns the table. Oh yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would cheat at pool. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, it's pathological. Yeah, you couldn't when, give me that life. What life? Love one of success? No, I mean, of course, what he did on the court. Uh -huh. College and pro. Right. But let me just tell you something. So both of them. Fuck you, Stanley. This sounds like a 30 for 30. It's no, I was <laughs> Listen here. What if I told you... <laughs> let me just tell you something. ...that you could exchange lives... <laughs> with anyone. Anyone. With anyone. Not him. And this woman... I don't want to be him, Jay, okay, this, this woman who's being trashed on radio would rather By go the way, this that. Is, this show this is her best day. Today is like a highlight is how bad her life goes. Uh, That's all right. Yeah. No, but you wouldn't want to live his life. Him and Elvis. I I I cannot imagine. Put. I love them. Love them more than anything. Yeah. I can't imagine. You can't breathe. You cannot go out and date anybody. Right. Okay. You can't go do anything. You can't go get a loaf of bread. They have people for that. Yeah, the, and a it giant doesn't matter. House. They just want to. They just want to go out and relax a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they you know can't. what? I I I collect the the slivers of soap and turn them into like this Frankenstein thing <laughs> yeah, right. to save money. Yeah. You know I'll what? trade. You know, really? <clears throat> yeah. 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 I love the stories that go with it, though. How can I, you? How, can you imagine being Elvis and you pull up one night because two guys are getting ready to scrap outside of a country bar, and he just pulled up and he gets out and he's like, "Yo, boys, I'm Elvis." <laughs> and they stopped scrapping and they all went and had a beer. It's a I true story. Cannot believe that you're not tending bar in some desert <laughs> fucking town with this act. I am Miss it Kitty. Just seems I so love being Miss Kitty. Crazy. <laughs> Everything. That, first of all, the Elvis story never it happened. It did. I swear. It's apocryphal. Google the bitch. It's a, it's a <laughs> and it was uh, it was not Elvis. It was uh, Richie Haven. No, Elvis was driving one night to a gig. And all he said and was, "Yo, boys, was, I'm Elvis." It was. He just got out and he goes, "Hey, I'm Elvis Presley." I bet I you they went right back to fighting. Look, he's finding it. I'm not the, kidding. I do a lot. Of, not not seeing the it. king was gone. Not seeing it. You, you know do what? a lot of reading. Where, Biel? I can't believe nobody's backing me out of this entire northern, where right. are we, North American radio show. Right. Nobody can back me up on this Elvis story. No one heard it before. It's <laughs> coming from. I, th I thought it was because she had a bad relationship with her father, but you're saying it was because she was born. Yeah, where the stars happened to have been aligned at that time. No. Yeah. You know what? I'm aligning myself over to the I Bang tonight, or the uh, the Unmasked show. Why do you feel this need to transition into plugs? <laughs> we gotta leave. I know we do. Is it the the, the big show is finished? Is mm. it not? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Gary, but it looks the timekeeper like, at the bell. Yeah. It, <laughs> BL. It looks like the old whore on the wall is down the BL, go. What's the BL stand? For? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez. On Ron Hits Channel 99. Comedy Hits Channel 99. 
You know when sitcoms do clip shows from previous episodes? Yeah, well, it's kind of like that. This is the best of Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Comedy Hits. Channel 99. What's our theme, Fez? Feels like the first time. Which means what? It's the first time meeting some of the great friends and comedians we've met over the past year. And yet that last segment we did, none of that happened. That's when some of the friends and comedians met each other. And we just happened to be here. What's this next one? This is Big J Okerson. Now, is this his seventh time coming on? No, this is his first time. It's the first time we met him. And how did it go? I cannot remember. That's why I have to listen to it. I don't remember this day. Also, this isn't from the last year. This is from like two years ago. Oh, jeez. Chris. What? Tell him, Fuzz. He's just trying to fuck with me. What do you mean? He doesn't like me. He's just trying to make me cry. Who doesn't like you? Chris. Chris, you don't like Fed? I love Fed. What do you say back, Dumfess? I want to believe that. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, that's positive. That's a start. <laughs> We're building something. So this is a day you don't remember at all, huh, Fez? I do not remember this day two years ago in history. Do you know that it was the first day that you put on that shirt that you're wearing now? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you'll say during this segment, if you listen closely, where do you find out I have the payoff for this bit? It's going to drive you mad. I'll have to listen for that. You sure will, Fed. You sure will. And Chris? Yes? You better love him. I'm trying. He needs to accept my love. I accept it. All right. Yeah. Love accept it. This is coming off kind of gay. <laughs> Big J. Okerson. You know, I grew up with Okersons in Twin Oaks. I didn't know that. Yeah. Speaking of which, beat some valley, son of bitches. How come we never play the horse anymore, Fuzz? Um, it was taken off of my machine. You just called a machine? <laughs> that machine there. That's very grandmotherly. My grandmother would call anything a machine. There we go. Here comes Chichester. With that Sun Valley ass. When I say Chichester, I'm talking Twin Oaks. Not just Twin Oaks Manor, but the Twin Oaks Farm, Twin Oaks Village, 
Uh-oh, Fez. Where am I going? Booth went. Swinging by Ogden. Down in Linwood. Over the bridge. Over the train. In the Marcus Hook. Is the dance done, Fez? I couldn't hear you. Is the dance done? No. Then where are we going? To Marcus Hook. We are already in Marcus Hook right now. Headed back to Chichester? It's really part of the school district. I don't know where we're dancing to. Come on, think. We already hit Twin Oaks. Boothwood. Ogden. Linwood. Marcus Hook. Sun Valley no. is next. And why would they be part of our dance, guys? I thought we, we were marching on them. Right now we're pulling everybody together from Chai. Where are we going, dude? Philly. Come on, man. Come on. Think. Want to grab a map? Scranton? Scranton? That's crazy talk. We're going to the trainer, dude. We want to have everybody. Dog, traitor. Yeah. I shouldn't, sorry about that scratch. Whoa, thing. whoa, whoa, you're overshooting. You went into the West End of Te- uh, Chester. Back it back up again. Come back up 9th Street. You excited about this game, though, Fuzz? This is the big one of the year. Are you just guessing or you just don't give a shit? I bet $4,000 on this game. You should. I love that fucking action. Let's go maroon and gray. Let's do it upright this year. Oh, you wanted to throw out the Big J Okerson, right, Fez? Yep, this is the first time we met Big J Okerson on the Best of the Run and Fez show. This is the Best of Ron and Fez. The shindy. The fiesta? It's tonight, right? It better be. That ball drops. I'm going to grab a slut. Uh, I'm just going to pee in her butt. Back 
back with the Rod and Fez show on a Tuesday. Big J Okerson, he's coming in studio with us. You can see him at Caroline's coming up Thursday, April 12th. He'll be headlining that show at 10 p.m. Also, BigJComedy.com online and on Twitter, at Big J Okerson. Now, Jay's from uh, West Philadelphia, but now, like every other comedian in America, he lives in Queens. I don't know what it is. Hicks about Astoria, but it has become Comedy Central. That's a spot. <laughs> Why like a, is it? It's slightly cheap. Well, I'm not in Astoria. I started off in Astoria. That was yeah. the first place I moved to. Except uh, I got bad advice. Like when I was moving up here, everyone who lived here already said Astoria is the place to be. Right. And so I took the first apartment I could find in Astoria, but it was like off the path near the water. Right. Um, like right around the corner from projects. Like a terrifying. My my Saturn got broken into twice, and then I just bailed. That's basically your neighborhood, isn't it, Hicks? Where you're close to the projects. Oh yeah, that's and close exactly, to the water. Yeah. Probably 21st Street. Yeah, I was, on the other, I was on the other side of 21st near. Uh, yeah, Mount that's Vernon. the story of projects. Right, that's really <laughs> shitty. And there's no fucking trains. It's just fucking weird. That's actually gotten nicer now, but a few years ago, some even, it was people shit. were telling me though those projects is the birth of hip hop. That mm-hmm. they came right literally out of that. Or oh, the Queens spot. Bridge. Yeah, yeah Queens the Queens Bridge. Yeah, so there's an argument, I believe, between the Bronx and uh, if my Black History serves me correctly. It should. It should. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do believe, uh, yeah, it's an argument between the Bronx and there. But I lived, uh, yeah, I lived in that. And I also lived in a house that was, like, owned by a repo man mm-hmm. uh, who looked like Travis uh, Bickle. Right. <laughs> like, literally had, like, a, mo- like a crazy-looking guy. He owned the house with his uh, wife and daughter, and I lived there. And he used to, because he would have, like, Mercedes and all these, like, crazy, like, pimped-out cars in the front yard... He had like a padlock on a gate outside. So if you were being chased in any kind of danger, you mm-hmm. had like open eight locks to get into the house, <laughs> which was nightmarish. <laughs> Luckily, nothing happened. Nobody ever came for their car. But uh, you know, isn't it the strangest thing though? Is like the most paranoid people then keep shit out front that they got to worry about. Yeah, they yeah. want they want someone to fucking yeah. Come you kind of get the feeling. Like, I'm going to leave some gold out here, and then I'm going to fucking lay it on the ground with a gun. <laughs> what's the problem? What's the worst that could happen? Here's the weird thing. For a white person, you look like as much trouble as there possibly can be. Yeah. I'm such a softie at heart, though. Yeah. Right now, I'm trying to quaff a look here. I'm 34. I'm a little lost. I am wearing knuckle gloves and a lot of accessories. Yeah, when you're wearing knuckle gloves right off the bat, we're like, what is this guy? Fucking... Uh, Showing up to to fucking be the bouncer of the of serious today, <laughs> or deliver a bike message. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what were you worried about happening today that you needed to put those on? Oh, nothing. Uh, somebody <laughs> somebody recognizing me without wearing them. <laughs> Your palms were just cold. That's right. So that's what this is. This is like a look for you. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You know what it was? I grew up, and when I started out in comedy in Philly, I started on yeah. South Street at the Laugh House, which right. is a, is an all black comedy club. I did the all black comedy circuit for. Uh, years before I ever like broke into the mainstream rooms. Why was that? Why did you feel more comfortable? I wasn't more comfortable. It was just the only club in Philly. Philadelphia kind of shut down on comedy for a while. Uh-huh. And all they had was this one. There were some open mics, but it was one like club promoted by the hip hop station down there. And uh, I very quickly morphed. <laughs> like I completely. 
pandered almost immediately. Sure. I wrote my first set about whatever Jerry Springer, and then two weeks later, I was literally wearing FUBU jerseys and like, I'm Jewish, but I had a big silver cross like chain that I wore. Yeah, I, I rolled my pant leg up on once, like anything just to get by, and all my song, you know, like what's with P Diddy's new jam. You're right. And I did, uh, you know, you can't have no superheroes in the hood, and uh, it's all kinds of shitty jokes like that. But I just went right for it, uh, quick. So then it became comfortable because I knew how to like pander to the crowd. The fun part was kind of going back after doing it about ten years or so, and like doing some of the black rooms now, and and doing it, trying to do well with like you know maintaining right. my dignity in some way. <laughs> Instead can of can you get over now? Can you come in as yourself and get over? Sure, and it's not immediate. That's what's kind of fun about. It. I kind of like the breaking down process because mm -hmm. like you kind of go into a hole at first, and then they they almost have to respect you. For sticking to your guns, it's almost like they—it's fear. It's like yeah. as soon as they smell fear, right? If you make any kind of like even like semi-black joke, and you deliver it with almost like a question mark at the end, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying right? with you black I mean, right, people, not all right? everybody, not everybody, not yeah. all blacks. You guys are the good ones. Yeah. Quite a few blacks do maybe, this. Maybe you know Rumor some has it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you something that some of you people do, but certainly not all. I mean, maybe even a minority of black people. Now I know it looks like I'm describing 50 to 60 people in this room right yeah. now, but not you. Yeah. Not exactly you. It's the weirdest thing of, and it really is Darwinism, is that you cannot show fear, no matter what you're doing in life. And this is what we're trying to tell you about the gay clubs. You're tiptoeing into the gay clubs. You fucking gotta go in there. Like, fucking, your cock is the present that you're bringing to these guys. Like a gay yeah. Terminator, but like in a good way. You gotta come in like Kanye West, bust into a club. Let yeah, them know seriously. you've arrived, holding your dick. You've got to fucking get out of this. You, you know, like, when you're even saying how you'll only talk to the bartender, and those weird questions that you ask, you can't imagine what a fucking turnoff that is. Yeah, it's a, it's a very timid approach, but... Uh, I think the, the fear of the rejection is so huge. Fuck That's it. the thing. You have to be okay with rejection. But when you but when you're walking into like a gay club though, it's like maybe that's kind of like a meat markety kind of. That's, I think that could be intimidating rather than walking into a regular bar club and just kind of like Here's trying to use understand. your gaydar. He fucking will come home. He can't get picked up. These guys are going to stick their dick into a fucking hole. Just in a bathroom, something and just says, go around know it. that it's going to get sucked on the other side. <laughs> Which, by the way, is trust that I'll never understand. <laughs> I could not fucking trust somebody with my cock on the other side of a, a fucking board. They like it. They like the fucking scariness. I always thought, whenever I see a glory hole, it always looks like uncomfortable. There should be some kind of maybe like a leather lining or That's something. That's a really to it. I don't good point. Put my dick through a wooden hole seems like uncomfortable to begin with. It just with. seemed like you're asking for dick splinters. Jagged. And I'm also uncomfortable with how thick the wall is that yeah. I'm putting it through. It's going to make me feel really teeny. You want a nice, thin, yeah. glory hole? Yeah, just like an old saloon door or something. Like it's you just plywood? Plug it. Particle board. But seriously, like, look at the way these women here are fucking yeah, helping themselves. Oh, that, guy, look, that, is one, that one is lined. Yeah. Some duct tape. That's nice. It's catching on. But right away, what's not to keep her from tying a fucking wire around that thing? <laughs> I just, I want to know what's going on over there. It's okay. It's gloryholegirls.com. <laughs> oh, is that what it, I don't trust the gloryholegirls. Yeah, I have to see what's happening in my pee hole. I'm always afraid someone's going to put something in my pee hole. That's, see, my nightmare. That, That's a nightmare of my life. By the way, that is a big thing in the gay community. Putting things in your like pee hole? they like to go in, yeah. Who was that fucking photographer that did all those pictures? They used to bust the shit out of them for it. 
pee hole pictures? Yeah, and it would be like a finger would be going in and shit. Oh. And he would put these pictures. Uh, Maplethorpe. That's his name. And this is another thing, Fez. You better start knowing your gay culture. You Bob Maplethorpe? <laughs> Future man's fucking younger brother? <laughs> well, Future man would be a Maplethorpe, too. <laughs> <laughs> May get a conversation starter for the gay club. Hey, what's up with the pee holes of Maplethorpe? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody want to mix it up? in your pee hole. No, no, you see what you did? You asked the question. You sounded timid. Like, do you like things in your pee hole? You got to fucking go in there acting like, hey, I don't know about you guys. I love a tongue shoved right up my piss hole. Hey, everyone, what's but up with pee hole fucking? <laughs> you guys like that, right? I'll be over here at table four if you want to fucking rap about Seriously, it. Seriously, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. We got to go in there with them. Now, the thing is, it's either going to put you over big or it's going to ruin you and you may have to move to San Francisco. Either way, you will be known. Yeah, yeah. you'll be known as the guy. Not able to go back in that club again. Here's the problem. In three years, you haven't made an impression yet. No. That's fucking crazy, dude. What are you waiting for? But you haven't been going hard for three years, right? No, he, he's, he's tipped on. Dabbled, yeah. You kind of yeah. went in there and sat in the back. Up. And then he goes to a gay sports bar, which... Really? Yeah. I knew I mean, that existed. Yeah, there's one. They're like not looking to hook up. They're just looking to watch. There's one in America. I'm going to go as a straight guy. I just go because I, I want to watch the sports. I don't want to be bothered by chicks well, this is walking what, over me all night. This is what fucking Fez was telling me, that the lesbians end up taking over the fucking screens because they like football a little more than the dudes. And what are the gay guys doing? They're just using it as a place to meet on a Sunday and then they go out somewhere. Yeah, I've noticed this. Like Some of them will show up like in, let's say, Jets jerseys. Like They're really into the teams, and then you see them not even paying attention to the game no, after every, it starts. Do you ever notice the number on the jersey? It's 69 every time. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fucking not paying attention. Where are you wearing your bandana? Remember that old 70s thing? Yeah, if you wear your bandana on right. one side or another. Yeah, oh, there's, like, a whole, there's a whole website. That, I mean, the old 70s thing? Yeah, if you wear your bandana on right. one side or another. Yeah, oh, there's, like, a whole, there's a whole website. That, I mean, it gets so specific. It's like... Uh, because I'll put a bandana in my back pocket, yeah. part of my look. Sure. And uh, they'll have like a whole, there's like a, always it's a whole breakdown, and it'll be like a yellow bandana with black polka dots means you like two fingers in your ass, but don't ever rub it on my face. And like it's like extremely specific. You're like, going too fast. I'm trying to Just rub an orange one. That <laughs> means anything, anywhere, anytime. The orange? Yeah. That means any, anything, anywhere. How about... Um, there is no bandana color, by the way, for pee-hole fucking. Yeah. See if there's a bandana for I just want to make small talk and then lay next to you <laughs> without doing anything. Because <laughs> your main thing, Fez, is cuddling, right? Male cuddling would be fantastic. What bandana's for? I'm just trying to watch the fucking game. I'm not sure, Fez. You might not want a lover. You might just want a drunk friend. It's possible. You want a boy... You, you, you want, like, a... Like a Companion, like a like a boyfriend, yeah, though you're yeah. not looking for just like to go get your shit off somewhere. See, I don't know if the gay bar seems the I way don't to play. Know, it, yeah, because here's the thing: you know how fucking guys are, and gay guys are just guys with other guys. So there must be zero fucking small talk. No, yeah, I think there's no. I, I went into a gay bar. Uh, I was on the West Side Highway, and I had to take a shit really bad, and I had to pull over immediately and go into the first place. Mm -hmm. It was a, a gay bar. They made me pay five dollars to use the toilet, and then when I went in the bathroom, there was a guy blowing a guy, and literally stopped for a second and went, "Someone's in here," 
and I <laughs> bowed out, and, and, I, and I waited, thinking they were going to be like at least like, wow, we've been caught. Right. They finished. It took like about seven more minutes to wrap it up, and before I was able to go back in there. So it doesn't seem like a place where they're looking for like love or. Uh, Anything deeper than like getting blown in a bathroom? Yeah, I mean, what are you worrying about rejection if someone's blowing someone in the bathroom, Fuzz? Yeah, that that it's just gonna be too tough to take. I, I hate rejection too, but the uh, I think the the ratio to re- of rejection is probably way less in the gay community. It I have think. to be. Like I hate rejection too. That's why I was never as, as a single guy. I was never able to. Go and like just like t- I'm bad at that. Just like yeah. cold talking to women because I don't like rejection either. But I mean, and and I think with like women, a lot of times you'll get rejected, especially if you're not like a dashing human being. You'll get mm-hmm. a a lot, you know, several rejections if unless if you're just going to play the numbers game. But I feel like in the in the gay community, it has to be lower. It's going to be almost nothing because it's like, two dudes who want to fuck. Yeah, right? you got to think of it this way. Have you ever rejected women? How often did you? Have you been approached by anyone in a bar and say, look, honey? Yeah, I mean, I've no. reluctantly fucked some real, Absolutely. like... Some real, like, you know... And then someone even... Wait, wait, you should never be having sex and in the meantime going, ah, it's going to be a good story tomorrow. Like, you should, you should never have that much foresight while you're fucking someone currently. Oh, this is gross, but eh, my friends will laugh and high-five later. All right, uh, huge... This is a spy report coming in. Oh, shit. Uh, once again... Uh, he was right out of Canada. Uh, Frankie fucking predicted giant earthquakes. 7.9 in Mexico. Oh, 7.9. Wow. Are the drug cartels okay? In Mexico. No. All the fucking coke has now fallen into <laughs> oh, fucking <no>. crafts. <laughs> a bunch of, oh, are we on? It's spring breaks over, right? Yeah, I guess there are people down there. I didn't even think of that. I think Obama's daughter was in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big country, though. <laughs> I'm is, sure she's fine. It is a bit. Is that Mexico? Oh, it's, no, that's, that's his, glory, that's glory hole. Yeah, you got to be <laughs> careful with what you're putting up. But his daughter's at a fucking awkward age right now. I saw the picture of her. Yeah. How old is she? Oh, 13. And she's in Mexico? I thought she was older. Yeah. She looks a little older than that. I well, think, she's really tall. But why is she on spring break if she's 13? In Mexico. I don't said she had 25 fucking um, Secret Service, and then they were using the Mexican police. Well, they're, those guys are great. Yeah, yeah they're the don't, best. That's the cartels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not really cops. 100 miles away from Acapulco is the epicenter. Why would Obama let her go to Mexico? He doesn't give a fuck about his kids. (laughs) You know how how he gets. Just doesn't want to pay child support? He's just sticking around so he doesn't pay child support? He doesn't even think it's his. (laughs) No, I guess you got to do that if the other kids are going. You know, she must be hanging out with some fucking rich kids in the D.C. area. He's just going. She she went like, like, neither parent went? She just went to the... No, but she had 25 fucking cops with her. Oh, why would she even want to go at that point? It seems going to be so, like, uh... Probably used to him by now. She looks like she's going to be the center for Baylor. <laughs> Is there ever going to be a, a scandal of a Secret Service banging the daughter of the president? You know ever? what? That's a really good point. I've never even heard of that before. Wait, didn't, like, Ford's daughter marry a Secret Service man? I think, yeah. Susan Something must Ford, have fucking happened. Like that, yeah. But, like she was like, have... but she was like, oh, I'm talking about like yeah. a teenage. That'd be fucking classic, man. You know, like the, like the, like one of the young Bush girls. I had a buddy. The Secret Service, no bullshit, came yeah. to a, my friend's house. He was doing like a thing for the internet, like a, just for his own website, like a man on the street thing. Yeah. Fucking people at a club and ran to a girl 
who uh, this guy was like hammered on the video, and he's just interviewing randomly at a club, and this guy's like he sells coke or buys coke at this club, and he goes, the president's daughter was in here yesterday and held up, he had her ID, like Jenna Bush's ID in wow. his hand, and like the secret, and my buddy put it up on the internet. Secret Service came to his house the next day with no information. He didn't give any information about right. Just his web from his website, they were able to backtrack to find his home address and track down the guy. That's pretty crazy. And like, give me there. the ID right now. Well, he didn't have the ID, but they, he was able yeah. to like, send him to the direction of the he club. He had no where problem ratting. Everybody's dropping down. <laughs> those fucking guys showing yeah, I up. I think he was growing pot on the roof too. So yeah, he was right. going, like, "Hey, man, whatever you guys want, whatever <laughs> you whatever you want to do right in this room, <laughs> just don't come in. It's cool. Let's not walk this. around anywhere. You guys could toss this place, but please don't. My grandma's sleeping on the balcony. <laughs> that's fucking crazy. Who's that now? Is that the, that's, that's not the, his daughter? She's white. <laughs> no, that's Ford's daughter. Yeah, married Secret Service. Did we figure out where she was, where Obama's daughter is in in Mexico? Can you put gay hanky codes down for fucking two <laughs> seconds? I just got all caught up in the daddy hunt. Maybe she fell into a crevasse while pulling her titties out on a boat somewhere. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to in Mexico. When did Mexico become the place to go for spring break? What happened to fucking Florida? I've never gone. I went Texas as close as I'll go, and I don't like that either. She's in Oaxa. Where the fuck's that? I'm gonna find out. Made up place? Is it one of those like Mayan ruin joints? Those. Maybe she's going for historical. All the cities sound like that. It's like a learning, <laughs> a learning trip. Oh, it's not even on the fucking coast. This doesn't make Bullshit. sense. Bullshit. Landlocked. Yeah, this doesn't make sense. Is that one little lake right there? He's flying her out right now. It's a national park. She's bird. Was a bird watching adventure. Maybe she's just down there for weed. <laughs> she's a mule. <laughs> she's a mule. No one's going to check my daughter. That's true. She's with the I'm Secret sure Service. She just walks in and out. Go get, go get Daddy an eighth. Bring it back. In your butt. You have to learn these things now. You're a president's daughter. That is true, Fezzi. I didn't even think about that. But in two years, we'll have you rattle and all kinds of stuff for us. Yeah. You got enough fucking space in there. You got to break the seal first. If you pick up one of these black dudes from Daddy Hunt, you could probably, you'll get it open. Is that that back to Daddy Hunt? Are you concerned all about that at all, Fez? Yeah, I'm taking the big fucking pipe. I'm oh, a little God. worried about the pain. I heard uh, not too long ago. Me and my buddy were actually discussing this for some reason. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I just realized I'm getting ready to say this. I'm like, why were we discussing this? It just came up. But uh, apparently, in the gay community, there's not a lot of uh, anal sex, really. It's like it's mostly uh, oral. They just blow each other? I don't know that. Mo this is fucking amazing to me. That is, uh, that's, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard anal sex is down. Blow jobs, hand jobs up. Hmm. But I don't know. It's like It seems like that is the... Uh, I mean, that's the entree, you'd think, to gay sex. Right. Like, it's not, there's no, like, second, but you can't, like, finger. I mean, right. you can, but that'd be a weird, <laughs> hey, guys, smell my fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude, get over here. Shit. Hey, this is Steve. <laughs> Remember Steve from last night? Check that out. I'm going to wash that's it. That's his ass smell. He <laughs> <laughs> just fucking disgusting. <laughs> that's one of the other things. You just got to figure out a way to work a vagina into this. Yeah. You know, and make it a little more fucking palatable. I mean, Never. lesbians, uh, you know, they bash twats for a while, but eventually they're pulling out dildos yeah. and stuff. I mean, they're going to have some kind of a simulation. And the ass is not a suitable simulation for the vagina. I don't you don't like it at all, huh? The ass? Yeah. 
Um, I always think it's been uh, with women, the only ones I've done this with, uh, I always find it to be overrated, I found. Oh. I think it's more of a power game. I actually talk about that on stage where I think it's more... Uh, it's ne- it doesn't really feel that great. It's almost like jerking off with two fingers because it's, it's, the ass really isn't made for sex and uh, like physically. So um, I think it's just the thing that you can't believe the girls letting you do it because usually they don't like it. I'll be honest. Yes, Fez, I will say that. I've never had a chick be like, that was awesome. <laughs> I've had them tolerate it, and the ones that love me have shed one tear and been like, just finish. That's how you know the girl loves you if she says just finish. Hurry, hurry! Doesn't give you the a time pain limit, is but does let you know that it, that she's aware of what's happening and she'd like you to finish as fast as possible. A girl who doesn't love you will tell you to stop, stop immediately. None of this helps, some folks. No, it makes it a little scarier, even. Well, why? Why? Who's the Eric? Pain. Eric. Hey guys, hey guys. Uh, I've got an app on my phone that tells me where all the earthquakes are, and it actually is. Centered in Oaxaca. Right You're where, fucking kidding me. That's where. That's, that's where, she, where is. she is. Oh shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, Holy so shit! Seven point nine is fucking big too, right? Yeah. Oh, now it's seven point six. Oh shit! Yeah, it was in Acapulco and fucking Oaxaca or whatever is right next to it. No, oh, that's fucking crazy. This is like some sort of weird action film. The president's daughter cut off from civilization. No kidding, man. Right now, he was just being called out of some meeting. Like, uh, Mr. President, hey, I'm busy right now. No, you'll want to hear this. <laughs> so stop reading those kids and get <laughs> Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin down there in a now, plane. This makes me wonder, though, is like, did the Chinese know how to cause earthquakes? Oh. And this is their way of just fucking threatening him? Fucking like, machine. next time, next time, this will be in... Boston. I try to pick someplace other than New York. So once we're not fucking collapsing. Oh, yeah. It's always happening here for some reason. I know. Every fucking movie. Oh, look. Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Ah. Oh, here comes the wave over the Empire State Building. Fuck. (laughs) Meanwhile, Nebraska's just kicking it. Right. (laughs) Flip-flops and lounge chairs. They're probably just thinking no one will ever attack us. Yeah. They're safe. That's why they're the ones that always want to get tough with Muslims. Fuck them! Easy. <laughs> Let's discuss for a couple minutes. You're not on the coast. I wonder, is that, is that like widespread news that the daughter's down there? Yeah, but now they're saying no damage was reported in that place, even though the last caller just had it as the epicenter. Son of a bitch. Can't trust those callers' Mexican information. That's like way south Mexico, huh? Yeah, it's basically Guatemala. <laughs> Come on, Guam. Whatever. Not to them. Are they going to split off between Central America? That's where she's getting kidnapped and brought to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Michael Keaton or somebody. I think we need a more dignified action star to go do this one. I don't know who are the, but you guys are going back like that's all those guys don't are out with action stars. Who's even the action stars now? Yeah, but I think for still? I think I, for, think, I think so. for getting the president's daughter, you need like the sophisticated actions, like the Liam Neeson. Oh, all right. The, you're not going to send in like the newest karate guy to like Jason Statham does a lot of fuck those transporter movies. <laughs> Even I think but him. They, they seem so low rank compared to like where the big action stars, like a Bruce Willis. He was like a twenty five million dollar act. Oh yeah, no one's. What do you think this money? guy get? Like two hundred forty thousand to make these movies? <laughs> Jason Statham. They play him in pounds. <laughs> Rubles. We have the rock. You think? 
I, I think he's probably our biggest action star right now. I think right he's now. more no. of a comedic star, man. He's, kids, he's doing kids' movies, yeah. less than movies. I don't I, think he's a major action star. He's also back I, to wrestling now. He's already wrestling Yeah, I, I think he's the same as like Hulk Hogan was when he would make those fucking movies where he was like... Suburban Commando. Or stuff, yeah. Yeah. A little bigger than that, though. He's, he's been in like bigger movies than Hulk Hogan has, with the exception of Rocky Three, And No Holds Barred. <laughs> no Holds Barred starring Zeus. Hey, Patrick, you're on Fez. What's going on, guys? Hey, I'm stationed down here in New Mexico, and we're doing some presidential support. He's going to be uh, stopping in Roswell and Carlsbad. So she probably uh, uh, broke away from that trip and went down to Mexico for a little bit. But he's in this area. Oh, he is? What's he meeting yeah, with the aliens in Roswell? Oh, shit. If That's you see him, tell him his daughter's in Mexico in danger. Old Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah, so he doesn't get confused. <laughs> Down by the Rio Grande. He's probably taking a horse right now to get her. <laughs> Wagon train. Oh, why isn't CNN covering any of this shit? They don't care. They're so behind the internet. They really, yeah. Yes, we know. Tebow. Yes, we know. Spring training. Get on top of shit. Well, look, Peyton's the fucking new quarterback <laughs> of the Broncos. Fuck Mexico. <laughs> That's what they actually would say. <laughs> His cannon's still so strong, it caused an earthquake in Mexico. Yeah, no, none of these news things have it at all. Mm. Sucks. How big is seven? What was the one we had here? The one we had here was like nothing. And you can't even figure those things out because like a, like a 4.7 is way bigger than a 4.5. It doesn't fucking go... It's yeah, like it's not the way that we think about it. Bullshit. Fucking Richter scale. Yeah. Although it also depends, I guess, like where, like, the hurricane that hit here uh, over the, what was it, last summer? Yeah. What was that big hurricane that came, like, where I was at, got annihilated, and then there's, you know, parts of Manhattan, everyone's like, well, nice drizzle, who gives a shit? Right, no one gave a shit. But yeah, that, I was like, I, I, I looked like everything in my basement was destroyed. <laughs> like, everything. The same thing happened, like, Jersey got washed away, and people were like, what? The fucking people Stop are making crying. a big out of nothing. You're like, if it doesn't happen to you specifically, you act like it didn't fucking happen. That's a good place. Earthquake and Hurricane were a good time to hear interviews from people from Philly. That's a good where you think yeah. you love the Philadelphia temperament. That really is the best time to hear those assholes. There was, uh, there was something of, like, Tornado Guy. Remember him? Yeah. It was some guy that saw a fucking tornado outside of his house. Oh. <laughs> I do remember that. You still stay a Phillies fan? Yeah. It's fucking difficult though this the, year. The Phillies? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was so close. With them going out. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they, it's starting to feel like that same thing where it's like they have such like a big budget and everything right. now and such a big payroll. I mean, that like uh, to lose in the first round. It's like when the Yankees lose. Right. You're almost like, well, it's ridiculous. You're supposed to just win. But I... I I'm diehard uh, Eagles, who just uh, re-signed D-Jax, which is awesome, mm -hmm. and a huge Sixers fan. They're a fun, they're like a good Rocky team, good underdog story. Well, they'll never win. That's the fucking problem. The Sixers? Yeah, no. they'll never win. But that city doesn't deserve victory. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and they don't know how to handle it. They've literally no. shit themselves. No, Did you the see when they... Fairmount Park rape fest after yeah. they win that thing. It's yeah. ridiculous. They had to win. And some guy uh, climbed up like, on a telephone pole, and then they knocked him off with bottles. Yeah. They just fucking <laughs> threw bottles at him until he hit the street. And everyone was laughing like he did it. You fucking did it to him. There. No one can stay up there with bottles hitting him in the head. It's. Uh, I remember when... Uh, when Fresh Prince of Bel Air made a song. Uh, yeah, 
uh, summertime, and it was talking about you know Fairmount Park and how nice Fairmount Park is. Go up with the family. Yeah. Me and my mom, my brother was a baby at the time, and my stepfather drove. We had a Chevette, a tiny little car. We went to the Philadelphia Zoo and drove through Fairmount Park on the way home, and the Greek picnic was going on, which is an ironic title because there's no Greek people there. It's, <laughs> it's all black fraternities doing those crazy stomp dances and slapping girls' fat asses. Right. And it was dead stop traffic, and I tell you, without my stepfather, by the way, was a pretty muscular guy, early 30s at the time. Yeah. And uh, no one had any idea what to do. I mean, guys with, like, 40s in their hand, literally sitting on our hood, <laughs> just, like, you know, squirting girls with water guns, and, like, you know, you got them big old titties. And they walk, and just, like, and my step-pop just, like, turns up, you know, more than a feeling on the radio, more just, like, he's like, ah, oh, Boston, I love these guys. More than a feeling. Yeah, he just, you just see your stepdad crying for the first yeah. time. He goes, ah, this traffic will break up in a minute or two. We'll be fine. Everything's going to be okay, kids. You start making excuses. You're like, hey, uh... Joe, what's these guys are sitting on the hood? He's like, well, we're not moving. Right? He makes excuses for them, so he doesn't have to say something to it. Well, you know, we're not, we're not even moving. He doesn't know. He doesn't know we're trying to move. Whatever you got to do to make it through. That's all you got to do. Just make it through this. Get from the zoo to home, <laughs> yeah. safe. Buy a bootleg uh, videotape. That fucking zoo. I remember I went there as a kid, and it was on concrete and shit, you know? It was just... You would literally... It looked like a polar bear just got busted. Oh, like a, like a polar bear was a terrorist, and they were trying to break him. I mean, it's a terrible zoo in a pretty shitty neighborhood. Yeah. And then and at the same time, like, right across from, like, Boathouse Row and, like, right. the Scoop, all these, like, like, you know, cultural epicenters. And then who are those people, though, who even know how to get over those boathouses? You know, like, yeah, know. that's just a whole... <laughs> Different class of people. You know, they're like, oh, the main line's so beautiful. Yeah, but then take a drive out there and everybody will pull you over and send you back home. You never feel fucking welcome. Boathouse Road is a, it just looks like a painting when you see it. Yeah, right. God, I wonder what it's like to get over there. <laughs> you just see it from a distance. Like you can only kayak to it, you can only get there by boat. You could only get there through a different genetic pool than you were born into. And like frat houses, right? Yeah. Like I wonder There's how much just is some pen thing, you know. Uh, it is so. Uh, you know, the crew teams. Yeah. Eight men rowing a boat down the filthiest river possible. Well, here's the thing. If all right, there's eight of you and you're fucking training hard. One guy can come by an outboard motor and smoke the whole fucking <laughs> league. It doesn't make sense like anymore. Dicks. Get a motor. It's Get also, this thing moving. I, I find it the same way as I was like being a, a big fan of like long distance running. It's like mm -hmm. the same kind of thing. It's like you can only really cheer hard for five seconds. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Still in fiftieth place. Yeah. All right, let's go catch a movie. There was uh, a half marathon, the New York half marathon, and it doesn't fucking draw shit. It was on TV when I woke up. <laughs> And I'm like, no one cares about a half marathon. You got to run the whole goddamn deal. Pussy. You just saw that there was no one on the street yelling and shit. It's not even blocked off. <laughs> no. Like they're actually jogging at the red lights, like everybody else wearing numbers. That was the funny thing when the Philadelphia Soul won. That they gave them half of Broad Street. So the other way, they're having their parade. And like, oh, here's Bon Jovi and the gang. And then there's traffic going in the other direction. That's it's fucking hysterical. Meanwhile, they shut the city down for the mummers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Trying to explain the mummers to anyone who's like, unfamiliar. It's amazing yeah. how well or how, how not well known that parade is, I feel like. Yeah. Even people in New York, which is only an hour and a half away, they don't know. It is the most drunken, insane 
like for five minutes or so, or I guess not five minutes, but you know, about a two mile walk, you put on a stupid costume and dance around with your drunk uncle. And then when the parade's over, it's just fist fights. <laughs> Sometimes during a parade, there's oh, fist yeah. fights. Absolutely. You know, nothing with a guy with a peacock feathers and a banjo. <laughs> it's the strangest. Taking a, swi- yeah. taking a swipe of somebody because he's Irish and the other one's Italian. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there's like, there would always be the Irish guys, the Italian guys, and the Polish guys. But then all the fucking music is what? Some southern banjo sound? Like, <laughs> where else does the banjo get played? How did this even take place? For a city that's so rooted in, like, you know, like the pride of their machismo. Yeah. They really go, I mean, out of the closet huge yeah. on just like that one day. It really is the fan. I mean, they're called the fancy brigades. Right. And then they'll also blackface it. You've got to be very careful. Like, they'll have to go, <laughs> dude, 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 you got to use a different fucking thing on your face there. Because they'll do the, what are the, what's, what do they call the, oh, this is the comics, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the comics. Which is yeah. never funny. It's <laughs> never like, let's just get to the strings, please. I mean, my uncle uh, and them had a comics brigade, and they would, I mean, up until the night before, just be building floats for no good goddamn reason. What's <laughs> I, I don't know what the reward was for in their mind. They, they didn't get any kind of sustainable money. It no. was like, you'd make enough money to buy, like, some more felt and tiny mirrors for next year's <laughs> shitty float. And uh, just, it's such, I mean... It's just a great white trash scenario, though, like four in the morning being in some garage in shitty South Philly while your uncle's got a MGD and a koozie <laughs> and, like, cut-off denim shorts, <laughs> way too cut-off, uh, and flip-flops just climbing ladders all night trying to Flash wrap felt. half a nut while he's <laughs> yeah, doing this. Trying to wrap felt around a two-by-four. Guys, do your plugs, buddy. Big J. Okerson, he is going to be at Caroline's Thursday, April 12th at 10 p.m., headlining that show. If you want to check out all of Big J's dates, go to BigJComedy.com, and on Twitter, it's at Big J. Okerson. Thank you, Feds. Uh, here's uh, Frank. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, born in Philly, and the... The difference between the people at the boathouses on East River Drive and the poor slobs stuck in traffic on the Spookle is the definition of fucking Philadelphia. Goddamn hilarious, guys. It's really true, man. It really is fucking absolutely true that it's so close and yet so far away. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but those are some of the oldest families in America living in a whole different lifestyle than the people they're right next door to. That's fucked. Oh, yeah. There's a part, I mean... My uh, my grandmother is thinking about it now, finally, at uh, almost 80 years old, moving out of West Philadelphia. I mean, the, the neighborhood she lives in, like, they seem to respect her because, like, she's just been there for so long and she's won't, she won't leave and she's nice to everybody. But I've gone to her house, like, recently where there's, like, a freestyle rap battle happening on her front <laughs> steps. And she's like, that's just uh, take, take Juan and... Uh, <laughs> You know, Tyrese out there. They're just doing their thang thang. Well, thanks for stopping in, buddy. We hope we come back again. Uh, I'd love to, man. It was a blast. Uh, anything we need to plug, Fezzy? We all done? Uh, you want to check out on the iBang, on the IB Wire, the exploding iceberg in Antarctica. This is a really cool video footage. They happen to be going by in the boat as this iceberg just disintegrates in front of them. You got anything, Hicks? Oh, yeah, and someone posted every Itch and Scratchy episode from every Simpsons ever, and they put it on the one fucking long bit. It's fucking great. It's Why? All... Isn't it the same episode, no matter what? Well, no, it, you know, Scratchy's getting killed in various different ways in every different episode. Uh, hold on, Rocky's got a question for Jay. Go ahead, Rock. 
Hey, Big J, you going to do uh, the Stress Factory on Sundays? Is that like a regular thing? Uh, we did it uh, last Sunday, and I believe we're going to be back there again in May, beginning of May, on a Sunday. I'll, I'll post it up on my uh, Twitter and Facebook. Good, man. I hope to see you there. Uh, thank you, brother. Take it easy. Take care. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And that's the end of my show. Donk. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV. Satellite of love. Satellite of love. Satellite of love.